Oh man, they're coming through the walls, man. They're coming. We got subs, man. We got new listeners. Superhouse Podcast, episode 34. I don't know, man. I'm cracking up. Welcome to episode 33 of Super Podcast. I'm Andrew from Coming from Los Angeles. Stephen, go ahead. Oh yeah, this is Stephen from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> All right, today we have our senior Godzilla correspondent by the name of Jonathan Portman here. Say hi, Jonathan. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming on, man. We have a mutual friend, Mark, and um, he said that you are basically a Godzilla expert. Is that correct? I am a huge fan of Godzilla. I am not sure that I am, could call myself a full-fledged expert, but I, I'm very enthusiastic about it. So, yeah. All right, that's interesting because that's like not like your normal fandom. I feel like, like yeah, I, maybe you've met a lot more than I have, but I don't know too many people where Godzilla is like their main main thing. Hmm. Well, it's 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 something that's very niche. I feel like. Um, you're either really into it or you're just kind of casual. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no like real in between. Yeah, it's okay. You know, I watched a few here and there. Um, right. You know, you're the internet or you're not, you know? Right. And like, just how this get all, how this gets started? Well, what, what like, when did you first fall in love or whatever? Uh, my earliest memories, probably when I was around four years old, four or five years old, my uncle, uh, was huge into this stuff. He used to watch them all on TV when he was a kid back in the 60s and the 50s. And, um, you know, when I was of age to start watching, you know, start remembering things and start having a uh, thought, uh, he introduced me to this movie called Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's like the battle royale of monster movies. You know, you've got all of the Godzilla kaiju, pretty, most of the Godzilla kaiju up to that point uh, in a big movie. Uh, just to kind of it's it's kind of celebrate um, the genre, and that really got me hooked. Like seeing a bunch of these monsters, you know, running around and and, and wrestling each other, and on on sets these huge sets. And to me, it was you know it was it was the main thing. I was I was super into it, and I, that, that's where I really got hooked at a very young age. And I can I have to thank my uncle for that because he he really went head in on it, and he used to get me the VHSs you know, for Christmas, for my birthdays. And we used to watch them together and he would kind of fill me in on knowledge if I didn't, that I didn't know and all this stuff. So that's really where it all started. Are you into any other like Japanese stuff or basically just Godzilla? You know, a friend of mine, actually, I don't know if you know, you know, Josh Caldera, who's one of Mark's friends. He actually got me into anime, <laughs> but this was like in the last couple of years or so. Right. Uh, but it really, it was just about Kaiju Tokusatsu you know, I was into uh, Power Rangers when I was a kid. I'm still into Power Rangers and, you know, into the Sentai. Uh, mm. But that's all mostly the same kind of thing, tokusatsu, live-action special effects, you know. Right. And, um, I mean, this is kind of jumping around, but, like, what do you think is – what's the best Godzilla movie, man? Like, let's just throw it out there. Ooh, that's a tough one. There's – see, because, you know, if you count the two American films, you know, you got – 31 movies now and uh, it, it's I would say in terms of my favorite 
overall movie, I think Mothra versus Godzilla, otherwise known as Godzilla versus the thing in the U S title, um, okay. is a very complete Godzilla movie. It's one of my favorites. I always go, it's a go-to whenever I'm in the mood, you know, to watch a film late at night or fall asleep to it, or just watch it in general. That's the one I will probably go to. And what would you say that like there, there is that most Americans don't really understand about Godzilla is there anything that you think is there's a cultural disconnect and only like well, people super into it like you know about it over here? <clears throat> I think a lot of Godzilla fans would agree that um, the understanding of Godzilla and where it comes from and how personal it is in terms of the Japanese and the way they handle it um, is that Godzilla is like he's indestructible and i feel like kids can identify with that and especially you know kids who get bullied when they're in, in, in school and whatnot can really identify with something like that um you know the thing about those films is people kind of look at them as b-movies you know they're just kind of schlocky and, and campy and all and all that but if you look into the the real history of it and why they made those films the way they did. And, you know, in terms of the budgets that they had to make these films, um, there's a lot more to it than just the B movie. There's a lot of detail attention given to the, the miniatures in terms of how they're built and, and the staging on stage and how they get everything choreographed at the same time to get a shot off. You know, you have these guys performing in these 200 pound suits, you know, with 90 degree heat uh, it, it, they're, they're, they're slaving themselves out there to, to make these movies for children, to make them entertaining for the masses. Um, I think, you know, people just kind of look down on them for that reason as like the, the guys in the suits running around in you know, the, the, the special effects being outdated from like the fifties and the sixties. Um, but I think there's some, there's more heart in those films and the way they produce and the way they made them. And that's what makes, uh, that's what makes it special that people, I don't, I think outside of the realm would kind of uh, look at them differently than, than fans who are who live and breathe this stuff, who know the history behind it and um, watch everything, watch everything that comes out. Right. Like up until film school for me, it, I only thought of it as like, it's, Japanese people just love monsters. You know, that's that's only that's the only thing I only way I thought about it. But yeah. then, you know, in some film class or another, they mentioned that like, you know, this film, the first one was came out not too long after the atom bomb. And if you think about this like city destroying power that is unstoppable, like that yeah. the atom bomb, and also like he's you know radioactive, right? So like that was yes. in there. That's in their collective unconscious and or conscious, I guess, very conscious of it. So when I heard that, it kind of brought it to a whole other level, you know, like this, this, even though it is a guy in a suit, it's a monster. There's something kind of important, like culturally important about it, you know, of course, definitely. You know, the when Godzilla was created, a lot of the um, backstory behind the, the atomic bomb being used on. Hiroshima and Nagasaki that still hit hard with the Japanese uh, you know e even to this day but especially back then around 1954 is about 10 years or so removed nine years removed 
Um, and they needed, you know, they needed a way to kind of vet out their, their, their uh, fears and their frustrations. And just not long before the movie uh, was produced, you know, there was, uh, they had had the um, atomic hydrogen bomb tests in the South Pacific and had gotten too close to a Japanese fishing vessel um, that they were supposed to be out of the blast radius. And they ended up getting in the blast radius and they had nuclear fallout on them and they came back into Tokyo Bay and they had all this haul of catch of, of fish with them and and this created a whole like uh, nation, nationwide scare because in, in infuriation by the Japanese were infuriated because of the carelessness that had gone on with not just testing these atomic weapons, but also doing it so close and not knowing the limitations of it. And, and it's, it, it was one of those things that could never really escape the Japanese, um, the fear of nuclear weapons. And that was the way they were able to vet it out in, a, in the feature right. film that they made in, in Godzilla. It was kind of an inspiration of uh, the beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Right. That was their inspiration. And then going over to Tokyo Bay, producer Tomiyuki Tanaka's like coming back from Japan. He's like, oh, you know, wouldn't that be he visions this this creature coming out of the ocean, you know, and that's where really the inspiration for it came. And, and that's why Godzilla has this cultural, um, uh, there's this huge cultural sense behind him because he he is a product of our fear of nuclear uh, power. And he's yeah. indestructible, you know. Right. And is it, is it the same for like all the other kaiju as well? Like they're all kind of copying that same pattern? Or does like Mothra or somebody else have like stem from some other kind of fear or some other kind of cultural thing? I think that once they started Godzilla and once they saw how big it was, um, they started to get into the realm of doing these films uh, pure entertainment. And they saw this opportunity to not, I wouldn't say cash in because they really felt strongly about making these movies, but it was, it, it had turned into their genre. You know, yeah, right. they created like a subgenre of 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 film uh, with with the kaiju, the tokusatsu era, and and Mothra. You know, is just Mothra was a byproduct of that continuation. Let's make these. Let's make a film that's entertaining. Let's let's gear it towards different audiences. You know, right. That I mean, that's just so interesting. And I've heard that the name. You know, I've studied Japanese for like. 12 years now or something like that. I heard that Gojira is a combination of Gorira and Kujira, which is gorilla and whale. Yep. Is that correct? Oh, wow. that, yep, that's correct. That <laughs> how, does that, correct. how does that happen? Uh, you know, honestly, I'm not really sure. I, th I think uh, that term just kind of... I, I wouldn't say it sounded cool to them. I honestly am not, I don't know how that, that mixture came together. Um, but that's what they went with. And, uh, you know, then that was translated into Godzilla over here. Is that just because nobody could pronounce Gajira? I think that's it. Either whether there was no Japanese to English translation to, you know, what are you going to call it? Like you can't, what are you going to call it? A gorilla whale? You know, right, right, right. I had to right, think right. of something that sounded cooler. That you know, God, you know, God fearing this, this, this massive creature that seems indestructible, and you know, Godzilla. You know, maybe Zilla on the end of it. That was their catch. And yeah, I really gave a credit to whichever American producer um, came up with you know that 
that name for the jet for the American translation because otherwise it would have been like gorilla whale saurus or some something right, like right, that. Right. You know what I mean, it wouldn't have the same like grab as a name. My first Godzilla movie was that Matthew Broderick, Matthew Broderick one. Oh yes, yes, that yes. That one yes. really yes. just wasn't that good. But no. that one, like two years ago, I thought was decent. I li- I like the end scene the most when he uses the beam. Yeah, through the Mudo's uh, through the Mudo's mouth and basically hacks off his head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like that Spoiler one. Spoiler alert, you know, unless anybody hasn't seen it. I can't imagine who hasn't seen it. He's we're going to expect Godzilla spoilers, and we're going to talk about Shin Godzilla too. so uh, expect spoilers from that as well. Or, you know, Godzilla Resurgence is the other title for it. Yes. <laughs> what is up with that word? Well, <laughs> I, I honestly, they, they, I don't, I think the, the Japanese for uh, international audiences, I don't know if they had heard about independence day resurgence or not but like it just it, it was just pure coincidence that yeah. that was that was their title but then they came back and they're like no shin godzilla we want to market it as shin godzilla at least in the states mm-hmm. we want to give it back to its true meaning in japan in japan so that's what they decided ultimately to go with it, it godzilla resurgence i i think they're in, in some of their international markets is being used i'm not i don't call me on that i'm not sure Right. But I know that Shin Godzilla is mainly being used uh, a lot right now. It's such a That's horrible word in a title. Yeah, it always sure. baffles me. Not that it always does, but for for these two seek or these two movies in particular. Right. Like so dumb. Like who handles titles in Hollywood, Andrew? <laughs> <I have laughs> so no. dumb. The, the marketing department. I mean, like the yeah. guy that wrote the script doesn't name the fucking movie a lot of the time. Isn't yeah. Crazy? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, since we're already on the subject, I just want to say, and look, I am no expert whatsoever. I've only seen a few of these films, but that was the best fucking Godzilla movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was really good. It It was was so good. good. And I knew the Rotten Tomatoes scores. It was like 88% or something. And I, I just got a few notes. Like, there's like no main character, really. You could say the main character is Japan and how they handle this. Also, amazing social commentary where this is kind of a spoiler here, but like it's they're kind of like addressing the government and political impotency even in times of crisis. Like, yep, they're, Hell they're wondering, yeah. how do we strike under the under our treaty with the U.S.? Can we do it? We can we launch missiles? Are there civilians here under this article? Under this legislation, we gotta have a meeting for every fucking move we take. Yeah. We can't fucking act like they can't do anything. Like, big surprise, everybody. But Japanese people view their government as slow and never gets anything done. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it sounds very familiar, right? And to, to see it in, if you put it in like this time of crisis, like in a time with, you know, if something like Godzilla were to happen, it's just like they, it, like they found this really, really great, deep, <coughs> kind of deeper message they could throw into a monster <coughs> flick. You know what I mean? And yeah. of course, the action is great and all that, but uh, go ahead, dude. You, <laughs> I'm done. Well, the movie is very social relevant <laughs> in today's times. Um, I think the the script itself is very clever in how it goes, and it's very unique for a Godzilla movie. Uh, a lot, I think a lot of people would say this movie is a bit. Too, if you ask the general audience, they they might say this movie is a bit too talky. But I found the the <laughs> government bureaucracy and and the back and forth 
to be very intriguing and very engaging because in real life, how would this play out in a, in a governmental situation? You always see how the military reacts, you know, in a, from a third person point of view, you always see how everything acts out from a third person point of view, but not from the characters, the people that are involved with making these decisions and they're big decisions. You know, how do we minimize destruction without getting, you know, our own civilians in the way. And there's, there's so many things in the movie that harken back to, 311 as as they call it um right 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 at, well, it's, as it's dubbed you know the the, <laughs> the the terrible tsunamis and earthquakes that happened back in 2011 in march in in japan and and a, a japanese government was heavily criticized for the way that they handled the situation how lackadaisical they were in getting uh the crisis um uh i don't know how you would say the like Handled, stopped, handled, because especially with Fukushima, with the nuclear power plant, um, they they didn't shut it down. They didn't take measures. They said it'll be fine, and it did melt. It did melt down, uh, and there were huge implications from that that are still being. I mean, you can't even go to that area. You know, it won't be. I, I feel. I think was it. It'll be radioactive. It'll be. It'll be in that in a crisis zone for the next like. 60 70 years or something like that even even more yeah they're robots when they send in a robot a lot of them die because the radiation kills the yeah. battery oh shit so you know that even uh, robots aren't I, safe. Think, <laughs> I think this was a way for them to tell the social commentary on it, it's a it's a movie made for the japanese the post definitely. fukushima and, post yes. 311 japanese and it's and it's doing it's blowing up over there it's doing really well it's made a lot of money over there um, and rightfully so, you know, it's, it's, it's making an impact in, on people and over here, you know, say that again. it's making an impact, um, right. on, on, on people They're they're gravitating towards it and people are going to see it more than once. You know, you got it sometimes with, you know, Hideki Anno movies, you may need to see it again to fully grasp, uh, things that you may have missed. You know, there's a lot of dialogue in the movie, kind of very snappy. Um, yeah, I had to see yeah, funny, funny I, parts. A lot of funny parts. A lot of a lot of parody. A lot of there's some, a lot of satire, but then it also is very serious. Yeah, and yeah. Treats it very grounded, which I That's I what, really like and I appreciate. Yeah, it was like you had like these moments with, of humor, but then also they treat they treated the monster segments with so much love, you know. Like, oh, they went down to the science and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how, I mean they, they how do we talk understand about, like, this thing? They talk about like radiation, like all, like you get into big specifics of radiation and shit, and the yep. specifics of the Japanese government, and you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but you know, things happen with government people and and all that, and yep. I, I personally like the Japanophile in me didn't mind all the talking and the the middle section because I love seeing. Well, A, they're talking – you're seeing, like, the Japanese side talk to Americans and other foreigners and having yeah. to deal with that. Like, oh, they plan to nuke this whole zone. The Americans, you know, they're they're always so crazy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not careful. The Yankees. <laughs> yeah. And they, they literally say, like, in, 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 like after a win meeting, they're like, you know what? We'll research together, but let us handle the military side of it. And to see right. fucking Japanese helicopters and tanks – scramble you know that shit was yeah. fucking great 
and to see um, them fucking load the trains with with bombs and have all the fucking Japanese trains that I've ridden in my life uh, <laughs> head to Godzilla's feet <laughs> yeah. and blow his ass up. Like, man, I, that was, I got to tell you, dude, what else has come out this summer? This might be my favorite movie this summer. That's yeah. all fall. This, this fall. This it, fall, maybe. It was it was very creatively executed in, in the way that they had. I mean, if you look at that last uh, sequence of the movie, the yeah. train sequence and, and, and the plan, you know, plan A, plan B, all these different uh, this that that's classic Toho um, meshing with modern technology, because, you know, in, in, in classic Showa era Godzilla movies, even in the Heisei era in the 90s, you had um, all these fantastic plans by the military and the, all these, you know, uh, ways that the military was trying to combat Godzilla. Right. You know, they had all these lavish weaponry and all these lavish plans, you know, planned out to, to uh, go against him. And none of them ever worked, but they would, they would sometimes stall him and deter him. Right, and this right, was right. no different. They, they went full on classic Godzilla in the end, uh, which I love. Right, and it felt like there's like two layers here, where like the the you know there's always that layer of like man versus nature. Like yes. Godzilla's this unstoppable force of nature, and man can do nothing. You know, like like we're just so puny compared to this, and they they even call yeah. him a god several times. Right, they use the word, and in this movie too is interesting yeah. because. The, the Gojira comes from Godzilla. The, the English name is first in this movie, which I thought was interesting. And yeah. uh, then there's also, you know, the not just man against nature and man feels futile against nature, but also the Japanese people feel futile against any kind of threat. Like there's even that line from, what's her name, Ishihara Satomi? She says, yeah. like, you know, in our country, uh, America, the president decides what to do. What do you guys have? What you know? Who decides? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's basically like the big message of the movie. Whenever they're, whenever she says that, if you could boil it down into like one scene, that's it. Definitely. I, I, I also think if you want to talk about scenes that make a movie, um, in case any. But he doesn't want to hear this. Uh, I don't want to give away too much. But there's Spoilers a scene. You know, there's a scene in come in in the, I believe in the second act of the movie, where you have him, his energy weapon, uh, for the first time, and it is to me that see that sequence made the movie. From the back, when he, it's when he... That, it showed that the glow, the glowing, and the music. It was very sad, but it was very um, jaw-dropping, uh, very crazy-looking, very uh, basically like annihilation. I don't know how else to describe it. Right. It was it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. And then there was that like you know do as you like kind of thing. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> like. There's also maybe look. I'm just bullshitting right here, but I feel like there's not just a political thing. It's very much a political thing, but there's also like this degree in 
Japanese society, I feel like, where they sometimes feel paralyzed by their own, I don't know, traditions or uh, they feel paralyzed by their culture in a sense. Like, there's so much, uh, you know, decorum or there's just so much, they're, they're so nice that they can't really do anything. They're just stuck in this, like, nice mode and they're paralyzed. And I felt like that was at least a little bit commented on in the uh in the movie as well yeah definitely um we'll say it again I said yeah you you definitely hit it right you hit it and quit it hit it and quit it boy so like what does your girlfriend think of this dude <laughs> uh she actually is not too big of a fan of Godzilla. <laughs> uh when we met when we met, it, I I had introduced her, and she was okay with it. She was she went along with it, but over time, I think after this one, we we saw in the theater, and she was very much. And it's understandable. She was very she was very much afraid of Godzilla. Um, there are certain things that she said to me. She said, "I cannot unsee that." So, um, <laughs> especially I don't. I mean, you you know because you saw the movie, the beginning. Yeah. She's oh, like, that, I can't, the first, like, the I, first form. I can't unsee that. So <laughs> that is something that will haunt her forever, probably not forever. Hey, but you, yeah, you broke up for a second. Can you say that again? Oh, did I say that's? Uh, I just said I had just said that um, she was not happy. It's <laughs> not uh, that. It wasn't that bad. No, no, no! It wasn't that bad. But <laughs> he has this—he has his first form in this movie. Again, spoilers, I guess. But Godzilla's not the Godzilla you know of at first. He goes no through kind of a no metamorphosis. Spoilers. All right, all right. <laughs> Jeez, right, anyway. <laughs> right, so yeah, Matt, that's Maddie. He's all—he's the uh, resident creature freak, uh, Jonathan. Oh yes, hello. Hi. You guys should meet. Yeah, I'm the fun. resident freak creature. <laughs> just kidding i'm so alone so i i also saw the movie with my girlfriend and she thought that it was going to be like godzilla versus mothra or something and was right. surprised by the whole you know message i guess you could say that the yeah. movie had but um yeah she thought it was all right but i think she wanted more of like like i said like there's not really a main character in it you just see like a it's kind of spread th thin throughout this whole cast. I mean, when they say 300 strong, it is 300 strong. I didn't know what that meant when, when they first had said, like, you know, this cast is 300 strong. There's a lot. There's a huge cast and everyone has a part and no one gets overshadowed or, or overplayed. I didn't know. I was like, how can you even spread that out? And they did. They spread it out completely. Everyone had a voice. Everyone had their moments. Yeah, there definitely were moments. I mean, you could make an argument that Yaguchi was the main character, but he has yeah. just as much screen time as everyone else does. But to me, you know, it, it didn't really bother me like it did her. It was like, I just like seeing, like, that Japanese teamwork and they're sending in scientists and, like, the, the shots of the scientists trying to figure it out. Yep. That was great. That was just funny in and of itself. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Oh, but going back to the one in, like, what was it, 2011, 2012? Uh, 2014, the 2014, 2014, 2014. So yeah. the, the, when I noticed in that one, and that one wasn't as good as this one, but what was cool about that one was they made Godzilla the hero. Yes. 
like very much like you're rooting for a Godzilla in Shin Godzilla. Yeah. He's very much a destructive force, even though you kind of don't know why he just kind of comes up on land or whatever. And cause what are you going to do? You can't really explain it. No one knows in the movie. No one, you know, whatever. That's but, a very American thing to do. But it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. when you go to see a Godzilla movie, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, but, like, it's kind of cool to see the monster be the hero as well. Totally. Yes. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. It's very rare. They're always the bad guy, the demon, the, you know, the thing you want dead at the, you know. You Usually vilified. To yeah. Live. yeah. When, that, when, that's he like split uh... that, when he split that mouth open and put the beam in his mouth, we were, like, yeah. cheering in the theater, <laughs> man. Oh. Yeah. My I think moment... it was. Oh, sorry. Go, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you please go ahead. My, my favorite moment in the 2014 Godzilla is when the school bus or kids are on the bridge, and he like lifts <laughs> his back up to take on those rockets. Yeah. Because like I was watching it, and I was like, did he just save that school bus of children? There's nothing really Godzilla. to. Yeah, there's nothing really to tell you that this Godzilla is a good a good guy at this point, except that he needs to fight these other monsters. And I was like. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Let's see where this Godzilla takes me. But, uh, must, I, really, I really love that moment. Like, must protect I, I like human larva. Yeah, yeah, well, I like Godzilla as a savior. Like, he's here to protect planet Earth from, you know, especially in the 2014 one against these, like, man-made, like, you know, nuclear m monsters, you know? And I, I like that concept a lot. Um, but I'm not, like, a huge Godzilla fan. Like, I don't follow... I haven't watched all of them. I've seen the the essential ones. I love Godzilla 2000. It's like my favorite, or that, or uh, Final Wars. That's my favorite one. Ah, Final, Final Wars from a few years ago, right? Or a couple of years ago? 2004. Yeah, he fights, really? like, he fights every monster yeah. ever in the Godzilla yeah. universe, and Man. even the like 1998. Was that the year that shitty Godzilla came out? 98. Yeah. Yeah. He Godzilla. he fights what they dub as Zilla. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the best fight in the entire movie. It's, I actually like seconds. that movie. I know it's oh, just Final Wars. No, the or the 98. 98 one. No, <laughs> Drake the worms. I, I don't hate it, but again, it was like <laughs> yeah. Again, it was just like I just wanted to see the monster. Like I could care less. So it sounds like Shin Godzilla like takes a cue. Well, not from that any in any way, but just the they're not being like specifically a main character, and you like, I don't know. I guess to me, Godzilla's always been the main character. Yeah, there's no there's no main human character, man. It's just yeah. It's okay, I think thin. we need I think we need less of that anyway. Right, right, right. When monsters you get to see like anyway. the inner workings of like Japanese politics and and like the government and all that. I mean. Choppers, jets, tanks, trains, B-2 bombers, they scramble them all, man. It was fucking great. I had a great time, man. Yeah, and what I really love about this one is that they modernized um, and made relevant the themes of what made Godzilla originally such a big hit back in 1954 is that he it's preyed on the fears of man about what nuclear power atomic power can do if used the wrong way this is the metaphor that we're going for and this one and that was the fear back in 1954 it's still a fear today but back then during the cold war starting in the cold war and all that and, and you know being nine years remo removed from uh, hiroshima and nagasaki that was a big thing hey the nuclear fear is still relevant however 
more the political fear of like how what we're like powerless to do anything how can we do anything if we have all these restrictions and we have all this red tape we have to do all these go through all these uh meetings and all this just to get a decision made like it's it's very it was very much like i think that was a wake-up call in 1954 with uh, gojira and then this film will be a wake-up call today and it's just you know 60 shy of 62 years later after the fact I just, I just want to say, I'm very upset that this Godzilla was not released wider. <laughs> Dude, uh, like my I theater was, yeah. was packed, man. Totally I, packed. I was like, oh, I'll totally get this in Cincinnati. This won't be a thing. Like, because there's been like Fathom events for like yoga hosers and like Rob Zombie's yeah. 31. And I was like, and no one like, oh, yeah. I, I love yoga hosers. I love 31. <laughs> but it's like, it's fucking Godzilla, man. Like, right. who doesn't want to see a Godzilla movie? Like, who's <laughs> yeah. for that shit? Like, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I was really stunned that it dude, was Dude, Cincinnati like, sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think that was more of, Funimation released it in here in the U.S. And I, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it was so much more of them not having the money to make a full-on campaign for you know four thousand some theaters nationwide or if if it was just more of a safe play for them let's get as many people in the theater in the short amount of time see how it does you know and either way we're going to make money off of it we'll probably make more money off of home video sales anyway yeah um and and, and it's that they're actually right now I'm, i i would say they should have done a wide release that should it should have been a wide release nationwide especially at this point in the, in the year and the, there isn't much coming out right now yeah. in terms of blockbusters there's not a lot coming out in the theaters in mid-october so you had they had kind of an opportunity to take advantage of that but what they did do right is sell out theaters in this short amount of time people are going to see it two three times just so they can see it before it gets out of the theater you know i'm i've i've seen it twice i'll probably go see it again before it goes out um but it's made over a million or so that's good and it's four four or five days in the, in the box office and only about 488 theaters nationwide that's actually that's pretty good that's yeah. very good it's very optimistic for for the franchise especially in america you could argue we have more of a fan base here I, i've heard through reading articles and talking to people that in japan uh godzilla is is very much a huge thing but it's kind of turned into a, a, a bigger thing in America. Even though we we look at it as like a niche audience, it's very popular yeah. over uh, overseas. Everybody mm. knows that name Godzilla. They might not have yeah. seen all the movies, but like that's like synonymous with King Kong. You know, recognizable. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Recognizability is like through the roof. You know, pop well, culture. Right. Yeah, one of my favorite metal bands. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Working in a lot of used video stores recently, like you very rarely are there like there's just like Godzilla films at the like in the dollar bin unless they're like scratched yeah. up. Like they're really hard to find. They usually come in and mm -hmm. you get one. It's usually going out for like seven to eight bucks. It's not used, you know, because this stuff isn't like you can't. It's not easily found any like very easily anymore. Yeah, so, you, you almost have to go online for everything now. Is yeah. either way. Yeah, there's no reason to leave the house anyway. <laughs> Except this I actually, you brought up a really interesting point about video rental, uh, video rental stores. I remember in, and I'm kind of retracting a little bit. I'm going, I'm going off into a thing, but 
you know, back in the early nineties, we had a video store in our, in our town and I would go there every week. And if I saw a Godzilla movie on the shelf and I saw a cover, I was like, Oh, I don't recognize that. I'd pull it down, you know, put it on my mom's account, bring it home, watch it about a million times, take it back, go get the next one that I didn't recognize and watch that. That's how all of us had to find these movies and explore more of the, uh, of the franchise because you, we didn't really, you didn't really have internet yeah. back in the mid nineties. And even in the mid to late nineties, internet was still growing and you didn't, you couldn't go online and find all this information and yeah. soak it up. You had to almost experience it yourself. So I had to rely on either my uncle get buying me VHSs or me going to the video rental store and, Oh, look, I don't recognize that one. Let me pull that one down. I miss so that was an interesting point you made. Stores. I miss them so much. Oh yeah. They were great. I used I mean, to go every every week. Yeah. I was just like, I, I was the same way as a kid. I was like, oh, what's that horror movie with a creature on the front I haven't seen? I'll watch yeah. that 10 times, take it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like, my, Monster Squad was my movie. Like, if I didn't see anything I wanted to see, it was like Monster Squad. Uh, yeah. I love that movie. Very nice. I'm in a goddamn club, aren't I? Yes. Monster Squad. <laughs> nice. That movie rules. Classic. I am uh, right now on mute watching uh, the Blu-ray Shout Factory or Scream Factory edition of Pumpkinhead right now. Cool. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Love Pumpkinhead. So good in Blu-ray. So. Love Pumpkinhead. I love it. So good. Such a great creature. I still have to see that one. Oh, I do too. I don't think I've ever seen a Pumpkinhead movie. Yeah. Uh, well, you only need to see the first one. Oh, Lance Hendrickson, yeah. <laughs> so what's the next... Uh, movie coming out that we should look forward to, dude. Well, if you're into anime, there is the uh -huh. God, it's just titled literally Godzilla. It's coming out in Japan. It's going to be a, a, a an anime film that they're doing. It's going to be the first ever uh, anime film for the Godzilla franchise. Mm. And Godzilla, I mean, Godzilla has been portrayed in anime in like uh, you know guest star or like guest appearances not even guest appearances just homages to like certain other tv famous anime shows and all that and that 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 i know of um but yeah we'll have a full-fledged anime film uh next and, year next year okay is that from funimation as well no that is from uh the company who had done the animation for nice of sedonia if you're familiar with that uh the name and yeah, clone so. and clone wars oh sweet Oh, so. shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but other than that, you know, just uh, uh, Netflix, Hulu, they have a good deal of Godzilla stuff on there currently. Is your favorite on looking there? At... What was it called again? Mothra versus Godzilla, 1964. Okay. I got to watch that it's, one. To me, it's the most complete Godzilla film from it's where everything comes together from the direction to the characters from to, to the actors, uh, yeah. to the actual screenplay and to the, especially the music. That's one of the main reasons I love these movies is because of the sound, the, uh, the scores. Yeah, uh, man, that score comes on in, in Shin Godzilla. And I was fucking pumped from the get go, dude. Like well, yeah. <laughs> they, so used, good. they used Did a lot of classic cues in the movie as well. If you noticed interesting, uh, uh, note on that or interesting tidbit and not that I have seen Shin Godzilla yet but um, it's what's his name Hideki um, what's Ano, his name? ano Hideki Ano, Hideki ano. Uh, uh, um, 
my friend, he's a really big anime guy. He went and saw it at our limited release theater that we have here. Um, and he was talking about how anytime like things ramped up or there was about to be an action scene, the piece of music in Shin Godzilla that would start to play um, is very reminiscent of, of uh, Evangelion when um, when the same thing would happen when the monsters would start to fight or when the oh, where they yeah. start fighting. And if you go, if you look, if you go back and look, he showed me in the car. He showed me both pieces of music: the one from Shin Godzilla and the other one from Evangelion. It's like the same piece of music, except in Shin yep. Godzilla, it's like electronic guitar instead of a more orchestral kind of like. Anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. So for for Evangelion fans, I'm sure they know it. <laughs> I'm sure they know that already. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, I'm really excited. It, it's funny you mentioned that because I was, a few months ago when, when the score was released, I, of course, got it and was listening to it. And I noticed um, whenever they're, you know, in the movie, when you see the movie, whenever there's a meeting, whenever there's a plan they're trying to come up with, in the, yeah, like you said, when it's ramping up and the editing it's, is boom, bam, boom, it, it, it's, it's that same evangelion music and it's literally the same <laughs> tracks i went back yeah. and I listened back and i'm like this is the same <laughs> the music it's just that he may have changed the octave or changed a few notes here and there but it's a little the same rhythms the same beats the same harmonies yeah totally I was, and i heard that was intentional there's an article that i have yet to read i wish i could get it it's this um this chinese article it was an interview with the uh, composer uh shiro sagisu who is uh Yano's guy he does all of his stuff yeah. and who also did Evangelion uh, the rebuilds also did the show um, and he had said that Anno re- specifically wanted these Evangelion tracks in the movie maybe because Anno is such a big Godzilla fan totally. you know, and, and, and loves Evangelion as his it's his baby that he wanted to bridge those worlds together yeah. and make it special and personal in a sense that's what i'm gathering from it because i can only think of an, any other way that that would you know be a thing makes me wonder if a live action evangelion is around the corner oh, oh. that'd be incredible with ghost in the shell being made dude that would be tight i mean it would be tight to have like a japanese version like ano just like realize it in into live action it would be amazing well, good luck there, because he he's so stressed with it enough. I think he's doing the four. He started on the fourth one right now, and that yeah. fourth final film. And he he's expressed how much it stressed him out doing these Evangelion movies, and even Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They asked him what it, whether he would do a sequel because of the success, and he said, "Well, you know, I think I think I'm done with Godzilla for now." And he's like, "I think it would be nice to have a new." Um, director as a new perspective yeah. on a sequel, which I, I'm down for. I'd like to see a new person helmet if they do choose to do that. Now it's interesting. God, you know, usually Toho, who release, who distributes these films, um, usually they announce right after a Godzilla movie comes out, and, and they see the numbers. Right, they're usually quick to announce a sequel. Yeah, um, but they have yet to do that, and I, I feel like they're very reluctant to do so. Um, they they spent a, a lot of money more than I, I believe. I'm, I want I don't I don't want to don't quote me on saying the most out of any Godzilla film, but they definitely spent the highest amount or equal to of the movie. And you know, in Japanese cinema, they're not spending a hundred million dollars on movies. Their highest would probably be fifty million, forty, thirty-five mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. So, Damn, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think they ended it in a way to make it ambiguous, to make it there could be a sequel. It could stand on its own, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit, well, like man. all the best, like all the best movies do. Yeah, I, I really love this movie, and 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 when, once I got out of seeing it, I, you know, I, I made a comment to a friend of mine that most Godzilla movies I adore so much, but they don't. There's always certain ones that have scenes that stick in your head, right? You think of it in your head when you're just doing your everyday chores or when you're at work. You have this, you have an image in your head that sticks from a film that you just can't get out of there. And in Shin Godzilla was, has been the only film in a very long time that I've had that feeling that stuck in my head. Like there's this one scene I can't get out of my head. And I told you what my favorite scene in is in Shin Godzilla, but I just can't get the, that imagery out of my head. And it, it makes to me, it makes it the best and most unique. Awesome. You can definitely say it's the most unique Godzilla movie that's come out. Yeah, I'm just so surprised they, they yeah. can make a message like that work so well with the creature feature. Like, I, I, I had heard, like, they'd done it before, the older ones, but uh, I had never really seen a, a – I guess I've never really seen a g really good Godzilla film until this one. And, again, I think I've seen less than anybody here. Um, but uh, oh. I'm becoming more and more of a fan now, especially now that I'm seeing good ones. Yes, to go back, I don't know if, have you, if you've seen the original uh, Gojira, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, I never Americans. have. It's, to me, it is the best Godzilla movie. Okay. Uh, next to, like, I'd say it's the most, uh, it, it's the first. You know, you got to go back to the first. The thing that started it all, uh, Mothra vs. Godzilla is my favorite, but I think the best is the original. Um, okay. Because if it, you, it, you can look at the time the message that it tells, it's very, it's the dark, it, next to this one that just came out, it's the darkest, you know, it has that black and white, very moody, very noir, yeah. but it's also the music, everything is very dark and solemn, and there's there's a good character story, it's a Shiro Honda, who, the, who is the director, it's him at his, at, at his best, um, who was so, here so at Kurosawa's assistant film. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'd say if you're going to watch a Godzilla movie, if you're going to start watching a Godzilla movie, watch the original. That'll set the tone. And then they, over the years, they got more entertainment-based. Okay. Let's entertain. Let's tell, let's, let's tell a message that's socially relevant for the times. Because every, every Godzilla movie had a message for its time that came out. Because they came out, you know, you have 1954 through 1975. That's the first era. Then you have 1984 through 1995. That's the second era. Okay. And then you have the Millennium series, which is the 2000s, on into 2004. And then you have um, Shin Godzilla now, which if they do more, this would be the fourth era. Oh, okay. um, but, I didn't know there were but, but yeah, that's interesting. Well, if if you break it down to eras, you have the uh, 1954 through 1975 would be considered the Showa era. Right, right, right. Is based off of the uh, emperor at the time. That's how they classify. Mm. Okay, the just cultural note here. Cultural the, note. The traditional Japanese calendar that they still go by today, alongside the Western calendar, 
is based on the emperor. So when an emperor dies, it's a new one. So Showa yep. was what was last year's Showa? I forget. Do you know offhand? Uh. Okay. Well, anyway, we went from well, Showa I, to uh, Heisei. We're yeah, currently so we in Heisei. Yeah, because uh, it's his son, uh, Hirohito's son, correct? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That is yeah. in power, or no, yeah. is it? I, th I think that was Showa, right? I don't know the specifics, that, that, well, but... Hirohito yeah. was the first era, was Showa era. And then yeah. uh, when his son took over, it's funny because there's a, it's interesting, uh, the Showa era technically was from 1926 to 1989, and... The Heisei era technically start if Godzilla movie starts it, they classified as 1984 to 1995 even though he was still alive oh. in 1984 85 86 87 89 but they classify him because of the movies just to break them up because 84 started the new timeline yeah in the films just not to make it confusing for for everyone I got another um, cultural note here off off topic but era in yeah. Japanese is jidai and a period piece or ah, yes. piece about, about an era is Jedi Geki. George Lucas knew the word Jedi and changed it to Jedi. Because, <laughs> Hell because yeah. He a, because he was a Kurosawa fan. Ah. Yeah. Very interesting tidbit. I'll have to tell my brother that. He's a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. There you Jedi. go. Hell, Jedi. Oh, I love that. Jedi. Yeah. Jedi Geki huh. is a period piece, which is what all Kurosawa films are. Huh. Of course. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, kind of switching gears a little bit here, but best Godzilla video game. Rampage, bro? <laughs> Rampage? <laughs> uh, for not having any official Godzilla characters in it, I would say I love, oh, I love Rampage. Rampage is great. But, <laughs> um, you know, an official Godzilla game... I always loved Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. That was like, like full-on brawls. You know, even though the action was kind of slow, you're you're with the monsters. You're in the city. You're throw. You can throw buildings at people. I, I, I monsters. You can change objects. The city's destructible. Uh, those are pretty good. They they had a new one come out a few years ago, or actually last summer, I believe it was. Um, it was just that? called Godzilla. I had, I, I bought it. I played it for a while. Um, it was, it's, it's literally for the true Godzilla fan. They, they noted, and it's very true because it's more of a simulator. Like if you love Godzilla and you love cool. the, the history of the films, like you move around at a lumbering slow pace. <laughs> the controls are a little janky in the way they move around, but if you get used to them, it's really fun to like have the old music come on. In the old, you know, military marches when you're fighting the military, when you know the super weapons come out, like the Super X or any of their fantastical weaponry they've had over the years, come out and try to fight Godzilla. They have the monsters come out, and they look great. Uh, they look true to the films, and you fight the monsters, and you have to destroy certain percentages of the city to like up your character's uh, character's level, and you grow over time to oh, you get you. To like, I think you start out at like 50 meters, and throughout the end of the game and the final That's stage, awesome. you can grow up to like over 100 and some meters tall. And uh, it, it's and it's it's a very interesting game. I, it's either you love it or you hate it. I found that with the fan base. Do you really <laughs> love it or you really don't love it? Um, I I liked it, but I haven't played it in a while, and there's too many things going on out there for me to be 
replaying it. But yeah, I think a game that I still think of today as being the best Godzilla game, I think Godzilla Destroy Monsters Melee or its sequel, Godzilla Save the Earth. They were great what games. Uh, they were on Xbox, I think. And GameCube? And GameCube. I think yeah. Destroy Monsters Melee originally came out on GameCube. That's when I got it. And then they got backwards compatible with Xbox and Xbox 360. And then the Save the Earth came out for Xbox, I believe, and 360. And I think PS2, maybe? PS3? I'm, I can't, though. I'm not PS, sure. PS2 had I only say that because I was an Xbox guy back in the day. So right. I didn't know much about PlayStation at the time. Did you ever play the Neo Geo one? I don't think so. I think it, I might not have had the exact license, but I think it was called like King of the Monsters or something. You know, hmm. it was an arcade slash Neo Geo home console one. And that one's pretty good too. Actually, I think that one was one that was ported over to Super Nintendo as well. So if you, you played know, that version. There was this interesting game called Super Godzilla. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was on it was on Super Nintendo. It came out in the US. Um I got it in about I think it came out in like ninety three or ninety four. I got it. I, I actually still have it on Super Nintendo. Sweet. Um I played it like a few months ago with my friends and they were like, This game is boring. Um <laughs> But no, but it was fun. Uh it's one of those games where like you you walk through a grid, like you're a dot on the screen. You walk through this grid and this map to get to the monster. Once you get to the monster, you have to find him on the map. And once you get to him, you bless you. You fight him. <laughs> um, you fight that monster with basic moves. Like you can uppercut him. You can use a special move, and that and it's like it's like kind of like a Mortal Kombat style, you know, like you each take right. your turns battling each other. It's it was a, it was fun, but when I was a kid, it was fun, you know. Now now it doesn't hold up as much. <laughs> Like King King of the Monsters, uh, Super Godzilla. It's it's what it's oh, called oh, oh, for Super bad. Nintendo. All right. Well, you guys have any more questions or what? Look, I can't wait to see Shin Godzilla. Right. <laughs> I, re I recommend it. If it's playing in your area, it's it's last official day for its run is Tuesday. Oh and shit! For real? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch it tomorrow. Well, and sometimes you know they're running once a day. Depends on the theater. Like in in L.A., oddly enough. They're playing in a lot of the out, out uh, art house uh, Lamleys, yeah. but you have to go to a specific time because some t there's the one in NoHo where I saw it in North Hollywood has only been playing it once per day. That's the asterisk on, on what I said earlier about my theater being packed. It was packed, but that's because it was the only time. Yep. The single time exactly. playing the whole weekend. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. When did you see it? I saw it like at the same time you and Mark saw it. Actually, I oh, invited nice. him. I was trying to invite him to my showing, and he was like, "Dude, I'm actually seeing it tomorrow, same time, different theater." And I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit! All right." Yep. <laughs> yep. So cool. And he, I saw like all kinds of Godzilla shirts. Like, just the fans were out. You know, it was just cool. It was. It really, really cool. is a great fan base. Like, you meet a lot of great people who are very enthusiastic about it. Um, and, and it's one of those fan bases kind of, it's one of those close knit communities where, you know, I, I've met people at cons 
at Comic-Con and at Monster Palooza and all these different cons. And there's always Godzilla stuff there. You can always find a little pocket where there's Godzilla stuff. Uh, I went to Power Morph Con. There's Godzilla stuff there. And oh, you just sweet. meet people and you talk to people. And you and I saw those same people at our showing, you know, uh, yesterday. And it's just really fun to, like, you create relationships as, as well. That's what's great about these movies is you can create relationships with people and and talk in a community and, and you know, relate. Right. Fucking awesome, dude. I think I'm done if you guys are. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that's some got some good godzilla in. uh hopefully i gave you guys enough you know yeah, yeah man that was it was great dude it's good to kind of i never really talked to somebody that was like that knowledgeable on the subject you know you probably get more out of me if you were seeing me in person because uh, i'm a, i'm not gonna lie i'm a little camera shy so oh, oh yeah I get, a little, <laughs> I get a little uh shy behind the mic Jonathan, yeah. you'll have to come back on when the new Predator film gets released because I hear you're a fan. And... I love Predator. My, my parents actually had to suspend me from watching it when I was a kid. They, they told me I couldn't watch it for like two weeks because I would watch it so much. They were, they were, kind, of, they were, they were kind of creeped out because I would, at, at like seven years old, at seven years old, I'm popping the VHS in and watching it, you know, every day. Yeah. You know? No, I, I totally I get Predator. you. One of my dad showed Predator. my dad showed it to me uh, after I saw like Terminator. Oh yeah. He was like, "Oh, check this movie out. It's called Predator." And <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool. I'll watch this." And that part where he throws Arnold against the tree, I like looked at my dad and I was like, "He's gonna kill Arnold." Yeah. My dad's like, "Just watch. Just keep watching." <laughs> and it was just like it was such a great moment. Like uh, my dad loves to uh, show me films and be like, "Hey, you know what? There's a sequel." And I'm like, "Why the fuck didn't we rent that too?" Oh, like, what have and we got he, to do for the rest of the night? Nothing. And when he pulls off the mask and he reveals himself, that's like the, one of the best reveals of a creature oh, ever. And you see his face, you one ugly motherfucker. I can't do the reaction. <laughs> well, but yeah. That was, I was yeah. like, when I first saw the Predator, I was like, so cool. Look at those mandibles. Look at the face. Oh, no, he's got all these gadgets. Oh, he's jumping around. Oh, he's got cloak. He I, like when he re- I like when he Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, translation. I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" Yeah, it's, <laughs> I was like, "This thing is smart as hell." It's yeah. smart as hell. <laughs> I always like my dad. He would Swear. always sit me down before we watch something and be like, "All right, it's not real. This didn't really happen." I know you're <laughs> just a small like. Get ready. Then he would put it on, and he would look over at me like when my killings happen or like like when Predator reveals himself. And he was like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "This is awesome." Like, I just remember being like, like, that creature to me was so fucking cool. Like, it wasn't even oh, yeah. scary. Like, I not even, like, this yeah, is exactly. It's one of those things. Yeah, you want, you want the Predator to win. Well, oh, it's... Dude, every time he's in anything, I want him to win. But <laughs> sadly, he loses most of the time. It's funny. Uh, that's, well, that, I asked, I'd asked you before, Andrew, about um, if we were on video call or voice. Because I was like, if I'm on video, I have this whole big all these Godzilla figures like on display. Oh, shit. I was going to turn them in. But then I was like, okay, good. Cause I don't have to worry about like fiddling with that. And behind me, directly behind me, there's a bunch of NECA predators. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, oh, well dude, you can turn on your video real quick and the, the listening audience will just have to suffer. I just Good, yeah. see. That's right. You'll suffer listening audiences, but I'll love every second. <laughs> but you know what, dude? Could you send us some pictures of your collection so we can post on the Superhouse Facebook page? Oh, and, most and certainly, Twitter? yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Tight. Right, let's see here. Are you, That'll are really you psyched help. Uh, for the new Predator film? 
Oh, very. Especially since Shane Black is doing it. I mean, Hell who better? Yeah. The guy who helped develop the original and was in the original, like that's right, right. Dude, I like. I just, I just recently saw uh, the Nice Guys, and I was watching that, and I was like, man, this movie's great. And then it dawned on me halfway through that film, I was like, oh shit, this motherfucker's making a new Predator film. This shit's right? gonna be great. Shane Black is totally. He does. He's great. I love Nice Guys. It was funny so, as hell. Like it's, it's probably one of my top favorite movies of this year. Like, didn't think I would like it because I'm usually I don't like watch a lot of comedies. Right. Now that I'm opposed to them, I'm just like a horror movie fan, creature feature, like. That's my shit. And oh, of like, course. And I was just like, all right, Ryan Gosling, I love you in most things. Let's do this. And <laughs> back, let's go. And I was like, it's the only time a movie has ended, and I went, man, I wish this was a series or the sequel was out right now. <laughs> I want to see more of these guys together. Totally. I cool. just loved every second of it. But um, I got to watch that. Totally. Did you, uh, did you like Predators? You know, I did, actually. I, I It was interesting because it's okay to me. I wasn't. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I, I, I appreciate. I liked all the different predators. That was yeah. cool. It was like um, I, the, uh, the whole time I was like, when they do the samurai part. Yes. I was like, this is as close as we're getting to feudal Japan predator on film. Pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah. This is as close much. as we're fucking getting, and I fucking love. Pretty that. damn close. That was so good. Uh, yeah, that part is amazing. You're rolling. I the more I see it, like, the more the more I enjoy it, just for the fun aspect of it. Right. Um. I don't know. Totally. I, yeah. I think it does a lot of things really well, and then there's a lot of shitty stuff in it. But it's a good homage. It's a yeah. good homage. Um. I I I I will admit I saw it once in the theater. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'd have to watch it again and form an, another opinion. Because usually yeah. sometimes it'll take seeing it something again to be like, okay, yeah, this was good, you know. Yeah, I've probably seen it like ten times, but I didn't see it in the theater. Nice. I saw it in the theater twice because I usually go see any Alien or Predator movie except Prometheus, at least oh, multiple yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> like the Alien versus Predator movie, saw him twice. Yeah, so, like, Alien versus I, Predator, the whole uh, pyramid thing—that was cool. Yeah, like I don't know, man. Like, there's some really cool moments in that film, but it's terrible. I get it. It's yeah, it's I, yeah. I but I think everyone's on the same like, page. I, I actually. I I'm sorry, if I can give people, if I can give Predator more money, consistently, I will. Yeah, like, <laughs> at some point, someone's going to make a great one. Like right, right. Now, Shane Black is making a Predator film. Uh, what more could I ask for? So, I actually it's, really it's, enjoy it's Requiem. Gotta be good. <laughs> I mean, I don't really enjoy it, but I like Requiem. Requiem's cool. It's a good concept. It's great. Yeah. It's just so fucking dark. Honestly, yeah, I don't I mind totally so much about yeah. that one. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Don't know. I why. love it. Like one Predator, you like. They go to the Predator homeworld, great. First time seen, like, on film. Then, it, like, they, they call in one Predator to clean up everything. It was like, a great okay. concept, and it has really cool moments. Yeah. Very, very few, but it has cool moments. Otherwise, it's just kind of like an okay B-horror oh, movie. Oh, the Predator you know? costume was fucking dope as shit. Like, oh, it's the, so good. The, the wolf Predator. So yeah, I, so good. And I didn't the mind the, cool. the pred alien or whatever, you know. It was like, it was, that was all right. It was, it was okay. <laughs> it, it was okay. I, I watched that one uh, last year. I was in a hotel or something. It was on TV, and I remember being like, you know, I like I like Requiem better than than oh, yeah. the Paul, Paul Anderson ones. Oh, Paul Anderson. That yeah. guy. But, but Horizon, I, that's <laughs> it. That's all he's done that's good. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that was good, man. Yeah. Event Horizon creepy as fuck. It's Hellraiser in space. What else do you want? Come on. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. I want I want Hellraiser in space. 
it's called Bloodline. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other discussion. I love me some Hellraiser. Right. <laughs> All right, so I turned on my camera. I just need to take my headphones off real quick so I could just show you a quick No problem. Real I quick. will narrate this. Are All those right. the NECA figures? Oh. No, yeah. I All can't right, get, so I can't get into toys. If I get into toys, it's over, guys. I'll have no money. Yeah, to <laughs> totally, like, dude. Like, yeah. Dude. I like look I at predator figures and I'm just like fuck. I want it. I like spent one, yeah. Go ahead. They released that one from like the Genesis game, the Predator Two yeah. or whatever, and I was like, oh god, I want that so bad. And I was like, you cannot spend forty dollars on that. Do not. <laughs> it's like it's kind of reasonable right. now if you have like when I look at figures and stuff. I spend yeah. I spend a lot of time looking at figures and stuff like that. And now it's getting to be like $35, $40 a figure. I'm like, damn, that's cheap. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause like so, so many of them are like, I want those alien ones, those NECA ones. They make such good figures, man. I wish I still had my Hellboy figures. NECA, so, NECA does very well, except for their Godzilla line. That's just, oh, in my, that's just in my opinion though. I mean, some people really like the NECA ones, but I think they do the predator and alien ones. They do an amazing yeah. job. Yeah. This is uh, they call him Big Red. Oh yeah, Whoa. yeah, that's awesome. He's the samurai, like the samurai um, predator. He's got I, the like, katanas. If, huh. if yeah. someone gave, they're like Maddie. We're gonna give you this amount of money. It's gonna be however much you need <laughs> to make a film. What film would you make? Predator and feudal Japan. You I just, would love that. That, that, would, that would be it. It's just like that... samurai fighting a bunch of predators. It'd be fucking great. It'd be like. like like 13 assassins with predators in it. It'd you could, you could pitch that movie. You could pitch that just that line and then throw the tablet down and then just pound your chest and walk away. And they'd be like a hundred million. <laughs> and you'd be like, okay. Like just that, that pitch alone would get, if I was a studio head, I'd be like, we're making this movie. I don't care. Yeah, hell yeah. So, predators like, versus samurai. Like last, it's like the last samurai, but you got predators, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, get Tom Cruise back. Who gives a fuck? Let's do uh, this. I'm fine with that. If, if Tom Cruise <laughs> was like, yeah, let's make this shit, but I got to be in it, I'd be like, well, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I would go, uh, Andrew Steffen, I don't know how to actually direct a movie, <laughs> but I have one. So yeah, let's yeah. make this shit. I'll, uh, my only request would be that we cast Carl Urban in some part. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Carl Urban awesome. has listen, to be listen, like the main it's guy. It's feudal Japan, guys. Come, <laughs> calm down. There's only so much I can do. <laughs> he could be the credits roll, and then there's a an extended scene. That's what you get, right? You would have All it right. mostly foreign language. You would have it mostly Japanese language. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I remember. I'd say was, yeah. There was All a right. script floating around that, like, before Alien vs. Predator by uh, Anderson came out, and I read it, and like the first half of the script is just like Predators talking, and it's all subtitled, and I was like, genius. <laughs> yeah. I could watch hours. I was like, if I could watch fucking the Planet of the Apes movies, which I love those. I'm not dissing them. The new those ones. Those new ones are so good, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, they sit yeah. there and talk oh, yeah. for like fucking 30 minutes, and I fucking eat that shit up. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will watch Predators talk in whatever fucking language they speak <laughs> for fucking two hours. Yeah, I don't man, know if you just... read this. Um, there's this book that came out called Forever Midnight. It was done by Dark Horse. It was published by Dark Horse, and the guy uh, who did the screenplay for The Crow, John Shirley, yeah, nice. He 
wrote this novel and it goes to the predators um it goes into the predators mythology and has them talking it goes like back between perspectives and they go on this planet that's it's called forever midnight because there's a point where it's daylight for like or it's it's like night for like uh months on end and the predators come there to attack uh to, to to hunt and it's like this colony this human colony on there and they fight this military group kind of like it's kind of reminiscent of the first predator but it has these like it's it just it's very epically done and i i love the book i was like i've never gone through a book so fast it's called predator forever midnight and they go through the whole like mythology and the the background of the predators and this is yeah the predators are like a graphic novel or it's a book it's like a full-on novel so you'd have to if you're not a big reader then you might not be into it but and i'm not a huge reader but i i loved it. i read through it in like a few days i'll probably pick yeah. it up i probably have to at this point I need to. <laughs> probably should i mean it, it came out like i don't know how like 2006 or so yeah i know i know john shirley is like an author um in my yeah working in bookstores so um, oh yeah and I, know, totally. I know he does a lot of predator stuff i just uh i just started reading a book called the silence by tim Lebin, who also does a lot of like avp stuff and he did like the Alien Out of the yes. Shadows uh, series that came out like last year. I think there's like three novels, um, but um, yeah, I'm aware of those guys in the books. The only Predator book I've ever read that I like breezed through was Concrete Jungle. That one's great. Which I think was also a graphic novel or a series of comics, but I don't know which. Came did they make that a video book. game? Uh, uh, they did, but it was it was it's not in. Uh, yes, yeah, it's not the same story. It's not the same oh, story. Okay, it's unrelated, um, but. That one was actually a decent game. People don't like it, but you kind of go oh, back. Dude, it's, 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 you know, it was fun. I, I love it. That's it's the so, one with the mobsters, right? Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. you go through time <laughs> in it. Yeah. Because the Predator stuff was awesome because they actually oh. spent time on making the Predator cool. Yeah, like, so you all could all the other AI sucked. But, oh, like, they were terrible. Like, you could you could sneak around people so easily. But, yeah. like, you, you, you would do the whole cloaking thing. You'd be up on a, on a pipeline or a rafter running, you know, crawling around and – you, you could use all the Predator's gadgets. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. And then there was, like, the whole alien tie-in at the very end, which I didn't expect, which was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And actually, oh, it's dude, funny. That's a, that's a cool game. That's a cool fucking game. Everyone play that now that's listening. Oh, it's, it's funny. Concrete I'm playing Jungle, it right now. The, <laughs> the novel Concrete Jungle, I believe – you can look that up. I'm, I'm not claiming that this is fact, but I had heard that that was the original – that was supposed to be the Predator 2. That was supposed to be yeah. the – the movie and they they changed it to be los angeles because of the times in the not in the early 90s and they they wanted danny glover in it because i guess there was complications with arnold or something i don't know i heard this story well, that like, concrete jungle was supposed to be the movie this the, the sequel in concrete jungle it's basically the pre- like so you watch the first film and this human kills a predator, which, like, I guess in, like, the concrete jungle universe of predators, it's, like, maybe the first time a human's ever killed one. Right. So they go, and this is several years later, so um, Arnold's character is, like, older, not as fast, and they kill him. But uh, Arnold's character has a brother in concrete jungle, so they go after right. him because he's younger and... He's, he's a detective, older. right? He's, like, he's a New like York a detective. detective. in New York, and, like, he's just, like you know, a good sport or whatever. So they go after him, and it's basically this, a similar story to Predator. It just takes place in New York. So just right. take everything from Predator 2, set it in New York. and just It would have worked. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> it would have. It would have been fucking amazing. It would have been awesome. I really, I really hope that they're trying to like maybe get to so, something like that soon. Like I don't know. I'd like to see Predator jumping around New York. Uh, yeah. Or Predators. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be I, amazing. I honestly would like to have seen a sequel to Predators. I like would have liked to have con- seen yeah. the, uh, like what happened to Adrian Brody's character and like the the what could like more ships that fell because if anything in predators i would have loved to see more alien races that they fought like i would yeah. have seen like enemy mine meets predator you know like yeah like totally. adrian brody has to team up with this weird alien and they have to like figure out a way to communicate and like survive and i don't know man this show would have been fucking fantastic <laughs> yeah i agree yeah. it's always interesting when you have a predator and a human teaming up well, you yeah, know, for... I, I would really like to see, like, a team, like, the, the original Predator that's, like, ostracized in this, uh, in Predators. I would have really liked to have seen more of a team-up between the two, uh, like, Adrian Brody and him. Like, like kind of like in a- AVP, the first one, like, how there's that understanding that, like, the Predator has to use this human to survive this, like, alien queen. Yeah. Like, I would have really liked to have seen that dynamic in uh, Predators or even in a sequel or something. But, I don't know. Will I ever get this film? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to need Predator VR? I wanted VR. that one so bad. I wanted that one so <laughs> oh, bad. Oh, the, uh, the video game one? Oh, yeah. It's so great. I was like, I can't. Like, I was telling them earlier, like, oh, if cool. I got into toys, it'd be over. I couldn't travel anywhere. Well. Like, my room would just be filled with it. Like, you got to do moderation. Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm running out of room. I, I, I would tell my girlfriend, I was like, when we get our own place, I've got to get, like, a display case. Because I have these shelves and stuff, but I'm running out of space. I have like Ultraman figures and Godzilla figures that I can't I, that are still in boxes because I can't fit them anywhere. Yeah, I have like a, I have a few pop figures and I only have one action figure and it's still in the boxes. The Pumpkinhead McFarlane. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I picked it up for like I was working at Half Price Books at the time and I think they put it out for like twelve bucks. So I got it half off and I was like, hell yeah, I'll buy a toy for that fucking cheap. So of course. Well, that's the only one I have, and it just floats around with me in the box. It's funny you say Concrete Jungle. You were talking about that one because they they released this one recently. Well, in the past couple of years, no, the yeah, Concrete Jungle like cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. The uh, well, the, the plasma caster keeps falling off. The you know the arm it keeps oh, falling yeah. off for some that, reason. Any predator toy I've ever had that always happens. They, they're so <laughs> they're so they're they're so like. They're such display pieces. If you like mess with them, they get all, you know. But that's these yeah. Are, these are not meant to be played with people. This is true. This is true. That's why all my Godzilla figures, uh, the cheap Bandai ones, I'll give to my kids. Yeah. And the SH Monster Arts, you know, like these ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these these ones, they're highly the, the 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 articulated ones. I will keep. When I saw the 2014 Godzilla, I was with two or three other Japanese girls and a couple other white dudes. And the Japanese, Japanese girls said that uh, this is there's a there's all kinds of versions of the word cute in Japanese. Yeah. And they said that Godzilla in that movie was dekakawa, which means huge and cute. <laughs> I'm huge okay with cute. That. What they say about me. That should have been the tagline. That's Stefan's tagline. You know that the new Godzilla. I don't think anyone would be saying that. No, no, no. He's Godzilla, just creepy he's, looking. He's very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially his uh, his few forms. 
uh, his first exactly. I'm so excited to see that. Like I was like when I read about the there were going to be forms of him, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this. I hope it comes here, and now it hasn't, and I hate it. Uh, we're at in Cincinnati. You're in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I think the closest one is like. I don't like I was talking to a guy like I work in a mall and he was at a cookie stand and he was like had a Godzilla shirt on I was like oh are you gonna go see the new one he's like yeah I'm driving like two hours to go see it and I was oh like, wow <laughs> I was like Jesus I can't do that well, like I like you, Godzilla but fuck if you go on uh, Funimation you, you know about the whole Funimation's website they had the whole you put in your zip code in the theater finder yeah on the Godzilla page and you can find out the nearest theater to you yeah where it I, is I honestly like I get to LA like uh, next week, like Wednesday, and I was like, Andrew, please let me tell me there are more showings. And he's like, I think this is it. And I was like, Damn it! Well, I, I will say this sooner. What's encouraging is that this movie has has sold out a lot of showings, yeah. and it's made a lot of money for the short amount of time that it's been in, and the amount of theaters that it's been in. Yeah. So, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of of maybe. Um, another limited release at some point down the line, maybe before they put it to home video depends on how fast they want to put it to home video and make their money. Yeah. But. I was, I was kind of hoping they might do like a, where you can rent it like for 24 hours or whatever, but you pay oh, like right. a theater price for it or whatever. Digital, for, like a digital release for it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was really hoping that that was going to occur since it was so limited. Yeah. I mean, they might still do it since it's done, done pretty well. Cause I would, like since you were coming on and like Andrew saw it, I was like, oh, I'll totally like rent that shit. Like, I right. want to see it. So, and if I have to see it sitting in my own home, that's fine. But <laughs> oh, I, just... I, I love the theater experience, especially for like like films like Godzilla and like you know like like Predator and stuff like that that I like I grew up with watching. So like I have to go see those movies in the theater. So dude, people applauded in the beginning and end of my screening. Oh, like dude, yeah, into it, man. I love that so much when people just like, there's no talking throughout the entire film. Yeah. And then and just like, there's just like the stand up and the applause. That's like what happened when I saw force awakens. I was like, yes, you people are good. All good in my book. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, I, I could just see like super Godzilla fans like Jonathan, they go to the theater and then they're like, Japan, you did it again. <laughs> you know? I mean, honestly, you bought the goods once again, out of all of their, um, out of all their, restarts i wanted to say reboot because the godzilla has been re rebooted re rebooted a few times um but at, at this one was like an official like reboot he hadn't existed in our time no one knew about him yeah. and he just comes out of nowhere you know um it was on par with the original but in a different way which i liked a lot and it's very different for a godzilla movie which makes me like it even more because i love how you get you gotta you know to stay fresh, you at times have to kind of stray from the usual path while also keeping things familiar. Yeah. And they did a perfect balance exactly, of that yeah. to me. I also really like the uh, trailers for it, like the, at least the American ones are like, I don't know what they released. Well, Funimation, but... yeah, you're right. The Funimation did a really, they knew their audience because they made a classic trailer with uh, Akira Ifukube, who, had, who was known for the... Uh, very recognizable Godzilla themes, the Godzilla music. Um, his music was played off that trailer, and it was the quick cutting and the, the old special, the old special uh, sound effects and all that, which another is another thing that's really cool about the movie. 
I just liked how they didn't really like they just showed you that like the the first the first form they didn't really give like I really don't know what that movie's about watching those trailers but I know I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So and exactly. that's like I feel like American trailers today or even like sometimes like extended Japanese trailers or even like they give so much away now and I was yep. just kind of like surprised by like like how it was like I was like I watched like the first one that was released and I was like are they even going to show Godzilla in this? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's just like scenery. And, uh, but, uh, I just really like the marketing that I've seen. Like, I haven't watched everything that came out. I think I saw like three of them. And I was Are there any like, titties right. in the new one? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Godzilla. It doesn't go full on, uh, Ano, you know, it doesn't get really weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, Damn it. It's, yeah. <laughs> It gets weird enough in its own in its in a very conservative way for Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I feel like Toho was like, you can make it however you want, but don't make it like Evangelion like weird. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> was this a response to the American one in twenty fourteen being a success? Oh, uh, I think completely. I think they saw they could because Japan, you know, Godzilla was gonna be Godzilla was gonna come back to them at some point. They were gonna do a new one. But there, I think originally they envisioned the the sort of, and it was alluded to in, in articles about the passing of the torch. Like, you know, we have this deal with another American company. This one did, you know, the the American, the new American one did very well. You know, it was, it was well received, regardless of what how how people thought of it. It, it did well, and you know they're going to be making sequels and all that. So, but I think when Toho saw the 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 full response from that movie, they said, you know what. We got to bring it back. The, the 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 audience is still there, and the draw is still there. So why not, you know, re- take it back to to us and and do a new one and see how it goes. And I, I think it was validation that like, and I've I've read articles on this recently that you know, Godzilla. I mean, is is king in Japan. Like Japan knows the property. They know how to handle it. And to me, they hit it out of the park. Right. Did you like the uh, 2014 one? I did, but I recognize there are, you know, no movie is without its flaws, obviously, but I think that one had, for, for as good as the action was with the God, with, with the individual effects were, yeah. which were stellar, but um, I think the human Hold element has to be there. Hey, Stefan, are you rustling around? There's like Possibly. some major rustling going on. Oh, sorry, I was I was biting my dog. Okay, sorry. It just it got to the point where like I couldn't even hear Jonathan. My apologies. Okay. I was I was cuddling her in my lap. All right, all right. Go go ahead, Jonathan. Sorry about that. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, but it was uh, oh, well, I got I got distracted. What was I saying? I was talking about saying it was made for Japan, Japanese audience, uh, Toho. Uh, no, you were talking about the 2014 guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the effects and the uh... yeah. Well, for as good as the visual effects were and and the you know, monster action and all that, I think that in any of in anything is true to this day is that you have your story has to be good first, and that is paramount. And regardless of how much action you have in the movie, regardless of how cool it looks, you know your your characters, your human characters have to be engaging. They have to f- uh, move the plot along. And if you're if if that's not going to happen, then you have to focus more on what what is what is this movie about? It's about Godzilla. So, you know, and, and this is one thing, and this is something that 
people say that, yeah, Godzilla wasn't on screen for that long and he was kind of like a supporting character in his movie. But if you look back to even the earliest Godzilla movies, his screen time at times is a little less than Godzilla 2014. So, but they do it in a way that the storytelling is good enough and the human characters are good enough and the story moves along at a pace that it doesn't, you really don't notice it. But in this one, it was magnified because the human characters weren't as good. And so now, now you're saying, okay, well, this movie is not good without a lot of Godzilla because these human characters aren't good. And that's where the disconnect is. And that's where the movie faulted. Um, I think that's a Gareth Edwards rookie, mis- not a rookie mistake, but I think that's just a product of um, first movie jitters. You know, he's not, obviously he's not doing Godzilla two and he's not venturing on, but um, you know, I, I say Shin Godzilla to me is vastly superior yeah. to Godzilla 2014 in that, in, in regards to the story and how, and how it's executed. Yeah. And at some points I would say Shin Godzilla has less screen time than Godzilla 2014, or it just has about equal, but it's the way and the manner of how you tell your story. That is the most important. And they did Japanese. That is. Did you like uh, Gareth Edwards uh, monsters? You know, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it was kind of boring, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Not I, a lot I, happening. I like uh, Scoot McNary a lot. I, I do too. Like he carried that fucking film through the entirety of it. Yeah. But I thought the creatures, I was like, for a movie that says monsters, you got to give me some more, man. Like, I understand right. you need a story and I get what's going on right. here, but like, fuck. Like, it's only the one and it's like, mm-hmm. it's plural here. Like, let's see some weird shit. Like, and See I understand it's a smaller film, so what? Andrew, hello. Hello. Atori Hanzo. Hello. Okay, now you're just coming back on. I don't know what. Just a uh, little break in the connection uh, there. Who's but, got yeah, the police like, uh, on their ass? I'm excited for Rogue I One. I do. I'm excited to see what his <laughs> feature will will be. Like, uh, super totally. excited for Rogue One. So, uh, Rogue One looks great. Yeah. You know, from what I've seen. Um, what I'm more interested in now is what is going to happen with Godzilla 2. Because all the focus, yeah. once Shin Godzilla dies down, you know, once Kong comes out, because now they've established this universe, right? Once yeah. Kong comes out, and who knows what will happen in that movie and how that will be received, mm-hmm. then the focus will shift. That will yeah. be their next ten-pole movie. So To, the, to them battling? Yeah, because well, then it's going to go it's gonna go Kong Skull Island, which will start the Kong timeline. And then it'll be Godzilla 2, and then Godzilla versus Kong, or however, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which will be interesting. I, you know, we'll see. I, I more, I want to see how they treat some of the classic Toho kaiju. Like they've already said that they could use King Ghidorah, you know, the famous three-headed golden dragon. Yeah. Or um, Rodan, Mothra. All three of those they have the rights to to use yeah. so to see those revision not mecca not mecca Good. um i always thought that'd be interesting to like see yeah in an american point of view from an american perspective T- totally what yeah. about godzuki bro <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> although i do have the hanna-barbera first volume cartoon a friend oh, yeah. got it for me on on dvd a couple years ago 
The intro is pretty cool, though, in that one, I feel Oh, like. no, yeah. It's, it's you know, classic six, 70s, you know, bravado, like, up from the depths. Dun, 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 yeah, know? yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how about the Godzilla animated from uh, the early 2000s? I loved it. I thought Me it too, was, yes. I, thought, I thought it was like now that's what your movie should have been. Yeah, like it. Like I feel I lo- like I loved it. Tristar they knew the mistake that they had made. They already scrapped their sequel and then they decided, "Okay, you know what? Let's make this a sequel to the movie." And it to- if you ask any fans and it, just people casual like a friend of mine's casual fan in general, that's awesome. they love the cartoon. I thought the cartoon was great. The monsters he fought, you know, and that's he has so the breath and mm-hmm. yeah. that creative team was great too. They, they were great. The men, men, in black. Men, men in black and extreme yep. ghostbusters. Oh, of course. Good great stuff. team. Good stuff to follow. Yeah. Yeah. I would be interested to see a new Godzilla cartoon. Hell yeah. That be... Especially with what they've done and uh or even like you were saying like knights of sedonia that style of cartoon or whatever it'd be really cool to see like it's interesting what they're gonna do because they said it's technically i say anime film but it's gonna be cg so i don't yeah you know what i mean it's gonna look it's it's not i don't think it's gonna have that nice of sedonia look to it but it may have like a cg computer generated look kind of like a a your um, Final Fantasy films, or so, not, oh, not as okay. high quality, probably, okay. but like something similar to that. I you see. Know? Yeah. Well, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Great news for Godzilla is, and for the for fans is that the you know the, the franchise is back. I mean, Godzilla has not been this publicized in in as in the mainstream in a very long time. He hasn't been out there in the in the in cool. pop culture, it, like at the forefront in a while. It's been a long time. Now I have so. a question. Are there, are there conventions? Are there Godzilla conventions? There is. Kaiju there is or anything like that? There is this one convention that's held every year in Chicago. It's usually this, the first or second, I, I believe it's the second weekend in July. It's called cool. G it's called G fest, literally G fest. Uh, it used to take place. It took place in Los Angeles once back in the nineties, but it didn't do so hot. So they moved it to Chicago. And now they do it there every year. It's been a thing that they have all the, the, a lot of the gods, some of the actors from the classic films or the, the, the costume makers or whoever they come over, they have special guests that come over and it's really a well, well done event. I've never been, I've always wanted to go. Just never had the opportunity. And, and I, I feel like maybe this next coming summer, I'll finally go yeah. to G fest. I have to go. I mean, super house correspondence at G fest. Really, I mean, I, I could. I just go in there and you know, I'll be there the by then. Guy. What is? Yeah, it? you guys are in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. I mean, the ticket the tickets aren't expense that that expensive. Like, three. It's a three day weekend. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool events, and, and they also have this thing that they're doing. You know, they have Power Morphicon in August uh, in Pasadena here every year. But I'm, I missed that one. This next year. They're calling it the Tokyo. They're calling it the Japanese Heroes Fest, and they're not just making it for Sentai and and all that, but it's going to be all like Tokusatsu. So you're going to have Godzilla suit actors. You're going to have Ultraman. You're going to have Power Rangers and Sentai. That's someone in Pasadena. Yep, 
Cool. That sounds Overall. amazing. And that's a question, dude. How how old are you? I just want to make some, some make uh, like ask you something. I am thirty two. <laughs> oh, oh we're about the same age. Yeah. And you were into Power Rangers when you were a kid. I was. Well, I was. It was around uh, when when that Power Rangers came out. When I was watching it on TV, I believe I was in fourth grade. Yeah, I was in third. You're a year older than me. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. No, we're about the same age. Fourth or yeah. fifth. I forget my age sometimes. <laughs> so I love. Oh yeah, I love Power Rangers. We used to go out and recess and make our own, you know, morphers and and tr and pretend like we were. Yeah. Yeah. I had all, me the, too, I had all the but... I had all the action figures. You had to go to the Toys R Us and pull someone's hair for the Dragon Zord. You know. Were, were you made fun of? Because even at the time, people said you were too old for it, even though you were nine or ten. You know. Honestly, not not really. Not in our town. Like it was it was a small town, but like a lot of the kids that I knew were all into it. I, I guess it I didn't really pay attention to that stuff. Like if someone right. was making fun of me, I kinda just tuned it out. I got made fun of for Godzilla a lot. I know that. <laughs> okay. Well which you know <laughs> like anybody would in you just get teased by kids back in the day, you know. It's yeah, like, I, I remember being nine or ten and people saying I was too old for it and I was like, Man, this has martial not even. arts martial arts and robots. Yeah, I'm already into this shit, and so yeah. it's like superheroes. Yeah. Oh, so, I felt I I felt a need to like keep it hidden my interest in Power Rangers when <laughs> I was a kid for some reason, um, and then like looking back on the timeline, I'm like I'm not you know I I was definitely not too old for it. It was like right, right. about the right amount of time, um, but I remember growing up around a lot of like hood kid types. <laughs> uh oh yeah <laughs> and, yeah yeah. Well, it was it was kind of it was kind of hood in my neighborhood, but um, uh, but just like yeah, like any of that shit. You have kids the same age, and they're already like talking about how they're holding up gas stations and shit. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Power Rangers, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just a lot of bad kids that would, and it's usually the ones that are making fun of you, the fucking asshole kids. Um, so it's funny that Andrew asked you that because we've talked about it on other shows, and now I'm starting to like look back and see this whole new perspective on like. Yeah, like fuck them. I'm still a Power Rangers fan. Just <laughs> kind of like, like especially with the new movie coming out. Like I haven't really gone back and watched the show or anything, but I thought that trailer was fucking great. It was and cool. And it like I posted this on my personal Facebook, but I just feel like if they do if they do <laughs> Avengers meets Pacific Rim, we're we're in for a whole great yeah. new franchise, you know. And now maybe I... a little bit of a '90s nostalgia, but you know, not too much. Well. No, I, I... If you're into, I mean, obviously we're all into Power Rangers. Um, you know, have you seen the originals where it came from? Actually, I, I have and... not. But there was one thing that really threw me for a loop uh, when I was a kid, where like there was that one like bird villain. Uh, I forget his name. He's like blue. He was like a blue type monster guy, and he that was actually that uh, toy was used in a Pete and Pete show. That and and Pete and Pete came on before Power Rangers was ever on. Huh. So when I was a kid, it, I didn't know about the whole the whole Japanese thing about it, right? I right. just thought it was all new, and I was like, "How did Pete and Pete go forward in time and yes. get a Power Rangers villain? <laughs> right? And put, it in the, and put it in their show? Right? <laughs> exactly. Totally threw me for a loop. What, what they you, did. What Andrew. were you about to say for uh, the Japanese side? Oh, no, I was just saying, if, you, if you're really into still like the original Power Rangers, then I, I recently, in the last year, I bought, you know, a Shout Factory has been releasing the original Sentai versions of those where they came, where they, where they stem from. 
uh, Zoo Ranger, yeah. which is the original Power Rangers, and then it goes on and on into the ones how they evolved over the years. Um, and it's really interesting to watch because you're seeing all the differences, but all the similarities between what they took to use, like all the, obviously all the action sequences and all like the, the Sentai stuff, the Tokusatsu stuff they kept intact. But you see all the differences and all the similarities. It's really interesting to, to point them all out and see how, yeah. how kind of different they are, but how similar they are. Yeah. It throws it that will really throw you for a loop. My brother I, uh, said he, he's watched some of them, and he said that the green slash white ranger is like a little little kid in the Japanese one, and he's like a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a he's like a, a Damian Wayne type or something. He's just a little awesome. little shit. And the Yellow Ranger is not a, a female; it's a it's a male in the oh, Japanese. Wow. Oh, yeah. So if you look back on Power Rangers and you look in the show, at some moments during these the the scenes where they're fighting like the putties or they're you know they're they're in action mode uh, in their in their in their costumes, you'll notice you know the difference slightly. That they could do with the renaming those. By the way, they should just rename the putties. That's just a stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> They had cool figures though, where you you print you print, you punch the middle and they they explode explode off. Crash Dummies did it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's true. I I actually, I actually really enjoyed the uh, the. It was a more recent one. It was the Samurai Ranger. I watched that one all in Japanese on YouTube. Oh. Um, oh before shit. before YouTube went the Apple route. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you could still find bootleg shit on YouTube. That was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that show was amazing, and it wasn't. You know, I'm sure it was geared towards kids in a lot of ways, but just the right. way that they handled the storytelling is a primetime show. Aren't and a lot of those Sentai shows are? Um, are they are they are they geared towards kids or a broader audience? Well, I feel like they're more towards a broader audience. I've I've always felt like Japanese yeah. audiences. They always treated them more mature, even if they were kids mm -hmm. shows, because they always had more of a sense of like urgency. Like they were in the Japanese version of Power, uh, the, you know, of what what the original Power Rangers took from it. It's so much more serious. Every character has their own like backstory, and they have their own singular episodes sometimes, and they're dire straits, like serious t subject matters and topics are going on, and it's like. Mm -hmm. Very interesting to see how serious and dark it can get at times compared to the mm -hmm. always happy and light U.S. version, you know? Yeah. Well, and then the samurai one was like they were battling yokai, you know, from like oh. <clears throat> yeah, the That's realm, cool. you know what I mean? Cool. But like for, for any of what I was watching, like, like the Westerner would perceive that as being like safe demonic and and that 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 vein of things and the the japanese representation of those characters was was kind of like on par with that you know it was frightening elements to it they were very like like you said like dire straits you know they were very they focused a lot a lot of the time on very like um dire circumstances that you know like the battle like the between worlds like you know it was almost like mortal combat or something like the outworld or something um, yeah, how they mix and these like young characters with more mature themes as they play through. And anybody who's seen Power Rangers in America from the '90s on, you know, their perspective of it is is that of those people that probably think you're too old for it or whatever. But there's so much more going on in those shows, and like anybody writer shows from like the '70s would know that as well. You know, 
it's funny when we talk about um, how kids, you know, would, would tell us or people would tell us, oh, you're too old for that stuff. And then here we are today. And it's, it's <laughs> more popular. I think it's more in, in the pop totally in the realm of popularity now than it ever was when we were watching it. And now it's like almost acceptable now, you know, to be like uh, a huge nerd to this, to these subjects like Godzilla and all that. It's like, no one really yeah. will tell you, Oh, that's dumb. You know, nowadays yeah. it's like, yeah. you know what I mean, I don't think yeah, you can have any like room <laughs> to say that, especially like if you look at the example of Shin Godzilla for one, like you, it, like, again, we've said a few times, like this has like a very important message, uh, not a message, but you know, kind of a commentary on Japanese society. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it's, it's not just a guy in a suit or a CG or whatever, knocking down fake buildings. Like there's really some substance there, you know? So yeah. sure. You could say it's, it is nerdy, but it's just like, it's still like, at least it's saying something. Oh, it's, that's why I love it so much. Know? Like there, and even if you look back at the old, um, at, from the sixties into the seventies, Godzilla movies, uh, they evolve with, with the, with the times there's social issues like right. Godzilla versus Hedorah, which was 1971. Uh, um, that one had a lot to do with that. That one spoke to uh, pollution in Japan because pollution was a huge thing at the time. And it, yeah, it was kind of on the nose the way they did it. You know, the smog monster, he's death <laughs> destruction, but like, it was it was a huge thing in Japan. Like they were getting very industrial and very, and the pollution was really high over there at that time. And that is not one of the most favorite Godzilla movies by by I'd say the majority standard. Um, but it's definitely another one that like is very unique and different, and does it kind of gets away from the norm, and right. tries to like say something. And all Godzilla movies have these messages in them. You just have to kind of watch them and take them in and you'll see that message. Or you read an article where you'll hear an historian or someone talking about the social implications of these movies and where, you know, how they got inspired by doing what one thing over the other. And it's really interting when you look into the history of it. Right. A lot, so like, a lot going on in 62 years. When you have people say like, oh, this is just for kids. It's like, sure, it can be. It is for kids, but also like these things that they're trying to say that could be for anybody you of know? course oh yeah 100 percent. that's i think the japanese get, are quite good at this oh, uh, kind of like children's entertainment here they're they're good at mixing yeah. like what do you call it like something that's kind of like on the surface seems kind of dumb <laughs> or at least you know not too deep but then you take like right. a second a second look at it it's like Man, this is pretty deep, actually. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're really good at that. I think better than Americans in a lot of ways. I, totally, I, Amer I, Americans I, just inject innuendo. Right, right, right. <laughs> I agree. That's why I feel like Godzilla is best handled with with as much as I want to see the American franchise continue and grow and do good things. Because uh, the more Godzilla out there, it's better for it for the fans. It's better for everyone. Right. Whatever shape Godzilla takes, whatever form it takes, wherever the franchise goes, as long as Godzilla's still out there and they're still make, being made, like, I bet my uncle was telling me the other day, he's like, I didn't think Godzilla would be this socially relevant today. You know, when I, <laughs> back when I was a kid, like, who th would have thought something like, I mean, it's it's the longest, it still is the longest running franchise, film franchise out there. It's like, you know, who... Who would have thought? But it's because it has staying power. 
you know, you, you, it's generational too. You have kids um, being brought up by their parents or, you know, the people who they look up to, to kind of, they're passing the torch on and on and on. You see that happening probably with everything. Right. Oh man. Good well, Godzilla talk. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't ask me about the music because I could go on for that about that too. I just love, I, I love everything about it. There's just so many aspects of it. <laughs> you could, you could go on literally forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have a question. You said you, you knew about Ultraman. Um, yeah, a little bit. Ultraman. Like, what, what Ultraman shit should I watch? I, I got to tell you, I've never ever yeah. watched anything from Ultraman. I've been a Japanophile my whole life. Hmm. I'm always a traditional guy. I love the originals so much, and the original show, the original Ultraman, is great. Um, Ultra Seven is another really good one. That's the essentially like the sequel series, even though it isn't really a sequel. It was the one that followed it. Right. Um, Ultra Seven. If if you love classic, if you don't, if you don't mind watching classic uh, TV like television shows, like sci-fi shows. Um, they're kind of the same. It was all it was all the same special effects people from the Godzilla films. Like they all go hand in hand. That's who made these shows. Um, mm. I would say if you're in for more modern fare, there's Ultraman Orb. If you have Crunchyroll, it's streaming on there. They have sure. Ult- uh, Ultraman uh, Mebius, I believe, is on there. The Ultraman X, you can stream on there. Dude, I would pay pay for Crunchyroll Classic, like vintage anime and vintage Japanese shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch most of this new shit, man. It's mostly terrible. I, I, well, you know, like I want to see all the this, like let's say like eighties and before. Let's just just focus on that. I'll pay extra for it. You know what? Then I would say you <laughs> can watch the original. I believe you can watch the original Ultraman on Hulu. Oh shit. Okay. Um, or I, I don't I don't it's not on Netflix. I don't think it's on Netflix. But I know Hulu definitely has. Or it had the original Ultraman. Um, Ultra Seven, you just have to look it up. Ultra Seven is my favorite. I feel like they did it that the shit the the show they didn't have the budget that they had for Ultraman. They kind of skimmed their budget a little bit, so they had to tell more stories. So it has this more darker, like Twilight Zone type feel to it, and the characters' stories are good and and the and and all the monster kaiju stuff is really entertaining too it's 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 very fun but it's also a lot more serious and takes a darker turn i think ultra 7 probably is my 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 recommendation for favorite ultraman show dude you know uh spider-man is showing up in uh attack on titan comic books in japan like in oh crossover yeah some crossovers happening and like marvel's trying to hit that japanese market it'd be Mm -hmm. cool if like I don't know, like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 4, some movie down the line, like Ultraman just in the background somewhere. That would, that would be, be really cool. If there was some sort of cool crossover yeah. to kind of get that shit, not like a huge thing, but let's say there's like a cantina type scene and he's somewhere. I don't yeah. know. That would well, be kind of cool. Have you read Ready Player One? Oh, I good. have not. Um, Ready Player One does that exactly pretty yes. much. Yes. It crosses over so many different pop culture oh, uh, icons. Ultraman, spoiler alert, I'm just going to say Ultraman, Godzilla uh, universes collide in a yeah, sense. Damn it. Also, okay. you have Star Wars and you have all these other references to things. Steven Spielberg is doing an adaptation, by the way, the, the movie adaptation. Who knows how that's going to be? 
for anyone in the Superhouse podcast who talks on it, there's no reason why you ha- like you should read this book. Post haste, post haste, man. It's gonna be Superhouse Book it. Club. I've read it. it dude, <laughs> I I'll read agree. it again. It's I so agree. fucking good. Very engaging for a book. I'm like I said, I'm not a huge reader, and I blew through it in about a week. Yeah, it's it was, great. It was very entertaining, and a friend of mine was like, "Trust me, you'll love this book. There's certain parts of it I know for a fact you'll love." And yeah. as soon as those parts hit, I was like jumping up while I was reading. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> my, this is amazing!" My, I was like a little kid. My favorite part of that book is the Rush part because I love the band Rush so much. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Are you kidding me? God damn it! All right. I'm buying. Uh, I'm buying Ready Player One tomorrow, and I'm going to see Shin Godzilla tomorrow. Do it. (laughs) You should, man. That'll be that'll make your week. I guarantee. Nice. You might need to calm down. I'm just saying. I I can't (laughs) calm down. (laughs) Calming down is not in my fucking DNA. It's not an option, baby. I'm too damn excited. Jonathan, did you did you read Armada? I didn't read Armada. I was hesitant because I I don't normally pay attention to reviews because um, I you know I everything's always if it's good to me then I like it it's fine I don't care what people say but but I just heard like that it was kind of just a not it wasn't as captivating I guess as Ready Player yeah. One and he kind of goes through the same like tropes and the same the same things as he did in Ready Player One it's like that's that's just what I heard but I yeah. have yet to experience that for myself though. I read it. I like got the signed autograph version. Went and saw him speak and stuff. And he's a great speaker. He like can talk about fucking like any pop culture thing and like his favorite like Buckaroo Banzai is like one of his favorite films. It's great. He's a great wow. dude. To talk yes. to. It's, it's wonderful. And uh, I remember I got up there. I was like, "What's your favorite non-classic Rush album?" And he was like, "Dude, I can't even tell you. I love them all. Like it was great." It was yes. a but um, uh, I did not like. I like it, but. I like for his next book, he's got to get out of this pop culture thing. Like I love it. I love all his references because me, the the inner geek in me is like, yes, I get all of these. I know all of them. But um, yeah, like I would just like it's not as good as Ready Player One. Like that's his like breakout. And that's yeah, the biggest thing agreed. Been, like always with your follow up anything. I feel like either album, film, book. It's like. You know, it can either be good or bad. And this isn't good or bad. It's just kind of like middle of the road. You know, it's like flight of, it's like uh, the last Starfighter kind of. Nice. And um, like, that's pretty cool about it. But it's like, like you'll read that book and go, oh yeah, you remember when you did it better in Ready Player One? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I was just wondering if you'd read it. Cause like, I'm a fan. I'll read anything he puts out at this point just cause. It was funny because I looked up after I read the book. I looked up his Amazon. I looked up on Amazon like other things he had done or his like his other works, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm Armada." But I immediately wanted to know what else he was doing. Yeah, he uh, actually wrote the script for that film Fanboys, where they go to see Episode One. No shit. Oh, no way. Yeah, I love so, Fanboys. Uh, did not know that. Yeah, he he was talking. He was telling a story about how many incarnations that script went through, and like. He was just like, I don't even know what. Like, he's like, I like the film, but that's not the film I wrote. And he's right. Just like, yeah, I don't totally. No, like he's like, and then he kind of like it kind of dissuaded him from being like a, uh, you know, like a script writer. He just was like, I got a story to tell. It's Ready Player One, and I just like need to write it. And like a lot of friends, and it was like, I think his wife was just like, you got to do it. Just fucking write it. Like you'll ne-, like he's like, I'll never see this movie made. He's like, 
you can't get Godzilla and Ultraman in the same universe in America. That's like never going to happen. All those rights and shit and blah, blah, blah. Well, oh man, I really hope that they do because they're missing, they'd be missing an opportunity if they didn't. Well, the thing is, I think they have the best director for this film. If, if anyone can get anything he wants, it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. true. That's true. And Spielberg's you know, like, I need Ultraman. Get me Ultraman. People well, will make that shit happen. You know, what's interesting too <laughs> yes, is that's that true. Warner Brothers is. <laughs> is the distributor for this yes. movie. And Warner Brothers is also the distributor for the legendary Godzilla series. So they they have a relationship with Toho. They could do, get it done if they wanted to. And Subaraya would love, I'm sure, for their character. Subaraya, who is the creator of Ultraman, um, they would, I'm sure they would love to um, have that on the mainstream. So I'm, I'm sidetracking real quick, but this is this this connects the Godzilla universe and the Ultraman universe. Um, the 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 famous and original special effects director for all the early Godzilla movies. We're talking the original. He he also did some other big special effects films in Japan at that time. He was highly regarded as the father of special effects in Japan. Like he's the guy who who did all the early Godzilla movies. He created Ultraman and Subaraya Productions, which then was you know created that franchise so godzilla that's how they're connected is you know eg subraya who is this visual effects or this i should say the special effects master on the godzilla franchise created ultraman that's how that huh connects i'm just excited to see like the first trailer for or teaser trailer whatever for ready player one just should be interesting yeah it's gonna be um i mean i I mean like Stefan and Andrew and like anyone else who consistently talks on this podcast, like you guys, you have to read this book. It's like everything we talk about every day on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Every All single right. day. <laughs> we fucking geek out about this book is about. It's like it was written for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm gonna get to it, Maddie. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna get it tomorrow for sure. Yeah, dude, it's so great. Like I just I kind of just like want to bring my copy and just be like Andrew here. <laughs> He's like, how can I get this back to you? Don't worry about it, and I just pat you on your head. <laughs> it's like I, I like I I need people to read this book, like because I like people are like Maddie, you'll love this, and I was like I don't know, and they're like a, a friend came with me. He's like Maddie, there's a section about Rush, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That, and then I that, ran that's... to like our bookshelf and pulled it off and was like. All right, I'm in. That's pretty much so, where you sold me was fucking rush. Well, dude, like I was like, okay, so like they're gonna talk Living about an album. In the fish well, like, I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna talk about a rush album, and that'll be fine. That'll be fun. And there'll be other stuff that happens. It's like a whole there's section. Literally, there's a whole oh. fucking set. There's a part of this quest this kid has to go on, and has to complete, based on rush. It you know, honestly, that's great. like the most heartwarming thing I've ever heard in my life. Dude, <laughs> like, that makes remember, me feel so good. So I was working in the half price books, and a lot of people who read it were like, "Do you think Rush will let him use like the song and like everything?" Oh my like, god! Why wouldn't they? Like, they're wait, what song? Geeks as fuck. I'm not telling you. You gotta read that motherfucker. Ah! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotta read it. Rush gets yeah. me hard. Dude, god damn it. I'm pissed that I haven't. I was going through my records the other day, and I was like, I was like, 
I was like going through like my old like have it spaced out between like kind of newer stuff and then like my older stuff with like my Bowie and like my Rush and my Springsteen. And I was like, oh, do I really need these Rush albums? I was going through and like reading liner notes. Then I put some on. I was like, I can't get rid of this. It's too fucking good. <laughs> but um, Rush, man, dude, I can't. Uh, that film is gonna like if it's done correctly, it's gonna yeah, be fucking. Yeah, it has to be. Blowing. Yeah, it has to be done what the the right way for sure. Spielberg yeah. hasn't been great. like relevant lately either i feel like i mean he, he had that bridge of spies that came and went out of nowhere yeah like spielberg's not really a household name like i wonder yeah. if the younger millennials even know who the fuck he is this like is i think he's gonna movie, come back man. in a huge way with this movie dude this is gonna be the movie that like for people who are like you know like i don't know they're just like who spielberg what jaws what it's just gonna be like <laughs> you know like yeah that'd be really be like, great hey, it's gonna be like you're gonna be like, oh yeah, Steven Spielberg, and they're gonna be like, oh, Ready Player One, and it's like, fuck you. But yes, right. yeah, right, yeah, not not ET or like, yeah, yeah, nothing Park, I grew up with. Encounters, you know. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say Poltergeist just cause, cause he directed half of that sort. Of I thing. mean, I mean, Saving Private Ryan was probably his last big hit, wasn't it? Minority Report was pretty. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Minority okay. Report was good. Catch Me If You Can did pretty well. Oh, okay. That was great. Yeah. That okay, I'm, I'm, I'm off. Yeah, there was a few. Same year. Like, Catch, dude, Catch Me If You Can is yeah. brilliant. I love it, yeah. Yes. I, I didn't that, see that Bridge great. of Spies. I wanted to. Just, you know, Bridge of Spies, it was good. I liked it, you know? It wasn't like, wow, Steven Spielberg's back, but, you know, it was, it was a solid movie. I think it's like Ready Player One is the exact movie to bring Spielberg back into, like, science fiction again. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, like getting back to like you know like Close Encounters, like Minority Report, and all that kind of stuff. War of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I saw a recent like like there was an article on something on Facebook that was talking about how good his War of the Worlds was. I never read it though, because I was just like, eh, it's all right. But I don't know. I I liked War of the Worlds, but I just I liked it because of how um, they took the disaster approach to it. Yeah, they, they instead of like showing us a third perspective on how this would play out, it just focuses on one family, which to me kind of made it more terrifying. Yeah, because you're like this, this, this is so much bigger than them that they can handle, and it's just like, what would you do like in that situation? You know? Yeah, I think <clears> my says, favorite part of that film is the whole Tim Robbins part. Like, yeah. I I love all that like just that thing like anytime you read like a disaster movie or like post-apocalyptic there's always that scene there's always that weird yeah there's always that weird dude that's like can't you just chill the fuck out guy right come on we'll get through it he's like no i'm gonna be fucking crazy and it's like what movie war of the worlds yeah yeah totally agreed agreed oh man this is this is a great good one yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like an episode unto itself, right there. Yeah. I know, man. I th- I'm, thinking of, <laughs> I'm thinking of splitting these actually. Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would say once we've all seen Shin Godzilla, maybe we should have like a another grouping of the same people or and invite other folk, but like actually be able to talk about it. Because I would love to just like say the things I loved about it, but I haven't seen it yet. So. Legit yeah. shit. Jonathan, we got to get yeah. Mark on because I think he would be good for the podcast too. Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. He's he's a total like A, it was interesting talking to Mark because he was like the biggest Iron Fist fan 
Yeah. I, I don't know if he's like an expert on it, but like like that was like one of his top top Marvel guys. So at least when you know next next March comes around, at least I'd like to see his take on the Netflix series. Right. Uh, he at least get his I, ass on then. Yeah, oh, I think he would. He could go on for hours about those shows like Daredevil and Luke mm -hmm. Cage and all those. Cool. I, I I admittedly need to wa I need to finish Daredevil and I need to continue. I liked I liked it a lot. I just didn't. It's too much going on, man. There's too many things, too many shows. Ooh, got too many it. shows. It's been good, man. Actually, um, we were actually going to get to talking about Luke Cage later on in this podcast as well. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. um, I got some but, choice things to say about my man Luke Cage. Man, they it's 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 been good though. You definitely need to watch all of those. Yeah, I know. They are good. The only one I haven't finished is Jessica Jones. Oh, I finished them all at this point. Because I'm a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> They're, man, they've all been good. And <laughs> I think Jessica good. Jones and Luke Cage started off a little slow. Yeah. Like, when it picks up, it's like, it's so good. It's just like, you gotta watch the next one. Right. Cool. I'm gonna start that shit up right now! Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> time to make another drink, right? Yeah. Oh, 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 in due time. <laughs> I'm still working oh, on this. The last drink I poured, I, I poured a lot of whiskey in there. Um, did we want to move on to like uh, going into Rogue One or uh, Luke Cage or Maddie's music or what's next, guys? Um, well, let's go with current events. I'm down to talk about Rogue One. We were just talking about Gareth Edwards. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this is the final trailer, right? Uh, yes, I think for the yeah for the release. For for Rogue One, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, other yeah. than like TV spots, that I guess those don't yeah. count these days. Fuck but, a TV uh, spot, man. Fuck a I dummies. <laughs> I usually don't watch them actually because I'm already I like hate too that... too into it. But uh, I mean, I thought I thought it was fucking great. Loving the tone. I, I'm calling it right now. Everybody's gonna die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think most of the main cast is gonna die in this one. Why? Yeah, because it doesn't have to connect with anything else. Right. It's the United ninety three of Star Wars movies. Yes, and it adds much more gravitas to the film in general. Gravitas. Film. So yeah. like we're we're gonna, we're in for like the darkest, but maybe one of the best Star Wars films. Maybe my expectations are too high, but it looks Shit. fucking great. Shit. Can I go next? Go ahead. <laughs> um, I just by the trailers, and it, I know it's easy to say this after the fact, but I I think it looks better than Force Awakens. You know, yeah. I know, like I know, I know, like Force Awakens has to play certain, like hit certain bases. You know what I mean, in order to reinvent the mythos. And without Force Awakens, you know, most people probably would think that Rogue One is just like a B movie, kind of like cash grab or whatever. However, there was something I said when the first trailer came out about like the tropical setting of a certain planet or whatever this, this, and that, and us speculating on whether or not that was just like you know, the set and maybe things will look different. I'm really happy to see that that tropical environment um, is prevalent. Uh, I don't think we've ever really seen anything like that in a Star Wars movie yet. So it's really cool to see just like kind of a change of scenery for for what we're used to with Star Wars films. Um, overall, it looks so good. It looks darker than any Star Wars film than I think we've seen. Um, things that have been hinted at maybe in the expanded universe and novels and stuff like that. But um, you know, it shares parallels with Rebels going on right now, and Rebels is definitely geared towards kids, but it's very militaristic and so and good. Ro Rogue, yeah, so good. And Rogue One 
is kind of you know it's on that ground level um and this trailer was just like in, you know introducing mad milkinson as mads milkinson as the father and um i forgot the other dude's name but ben mendelson oh, ben mendelson and like so much for me for me what really made it with this trailer is the details like the costuming um, you know how they have like the rain slicker kind of like empire costuming and then it, it differs other scenes, you know, um, and just like, oh, the moments, like the moments are so good. I really hope, you know, I loved, I loved the 2004 God or 2014 Godzilla and monsters. I wasn't a huge fan of, um, but you know, I, I mean, this is Star Wars. I'm sure he had some coaching going on, but Gareth Edwards, I think, you know, they're, you know, there's this moment in time now that he's being able, he's able to capture with this this darker Star Wars film, and it's just like, it's it's feeding. You know, where Force Awakens fed into like the child and the nostalgia, the member berries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Rogue One is starting to expand on. You know, it's 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 growing up with us. You know, it's growing up with. Um, you know, it's growing up with those fans that were that were fans since the '70s. You know, like they really haven't had their comeuppance just yet because the prequels were such a mishmash of emotions and you know whatever you want to call it. But um, this movie just seems so refreshing within the Star Wars universe. I don't think we've ever had anything like this outside of books and and graphic novels and stuff. It looks amazing. It's like now, they feel like they can take more of a risk because yeah. they've secured yeah. the Force Awakens the next, you know, 10 fucking years of Star yeah. Wars. So it's like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's throw this one out there in between two big ones. Let's see what let, happens. Let, let me just say my favorite moments of this trailer, um, right at the beginning after she wakes up from that flashback, just seeing the stormtrooper walk across the uh, or walk in front of the uh, cell that she's in, just for that split second that it cuts away. Um, was so good and you know this movie's about the empire this shit is about the oppression of the empire you know something we haven't seen Man, so when they're talking about like <laughs> we gotta rise up it's the resistance yeah. i'm like fucking hell yeah let's do this shit man i'm fucking ready dude <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 you know it's we've outside of outside of seeing planets being destroyed we haven't seen like you know we haven't seen the um the the death grip that the empire has had on like the day-to-day -day, you know people who have to deal with it or whatever um my other two favorite moments um are there's a moment where she's talking about like all rebellions are built on hope or whatever like that donnie yen's character when he 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 stamps his his stick or whatever on the on the ground in the ship they're in and he yeah. makes that he makes that really like gracious like grateful expression on his face like mm, preach on sister you know what i mean like that moment was really good and then um oh there was one more that i really wanted to uh point out uh that i'm forgetting it was all good man i'm so excited i'll shut up go ahead <laughs> uh maddie oh um well fuck i think you guys know what i'm saying. <laughs> uh, like the thing with like when Stefan said it looks better than Force Awakens, like the thing is, I really fucking love Sith and Jedi shit so much. Like yeah. that, I love it so much. But I'm ready for this story to happen. Like I've been waiting to see this. Like I've read, like Stefan was saying, I've read it. I've seen it in graphic novels. I've seen other like I'm ready to see this in the big to see this on the big screen. Like this be the definitive. Like this is how the plans were stolen. <coughs> this are the people who did it. Um, you know, see. Finally getting to see, like, Vader 
in something like I've also like read that like his scenes are pretty brutal in it, so I'm pretty excited to see like how much Vader will actually get in this, um, just to see a different take on Vader. Because I mean, like the only real Vader we have outside, like I mean, I've watched a lot of like uh, season two of Rebels, so I get to see a pretty cool Vader. But like on like going to the like uh, the movies and stuff, uh, this is gonna be. I'm pretty excited just to see like how brutal Vader Vader will be at this point. Um, because like when we meet him in a new hope he's like he's pretty much torn through like that trilogy of films like he's still pretty badass but like you know his kids are coming back around and he you know so uh i mean this I is know, like ben middleton middle, sorry go ahead you can i just want to say this this story is like the apex of the empirical rule yeah. you know what i mean like this it's is... like it's yeah well, it's like Vader at his worst, you know, like, mm -hmm. like when he becomes mm -hmm. Vader, like, this is still him being like, full on, like, like, I've read comics of like this Vader, and I'm like, fuck, man, no one can survive, everyone fucking dies, you know, <laughs> so like, it'll be really interesting to see that, um, I think the cast looks great, um, you know, uh, Ben Middleton, I'm really excited for, just because he's like, such a, like, He's such a shithead in everything I've seen him in. Like, he can play that character so fucking well. Like, I'm just excited to see. I also yeah. hope, with Rebels going on, and I know Rebels has introduced Thrawn, which is, like, one of my favorite villains in the Star Wars, like, expanded universe. And if you haven't read, like, Timothy Zahn's, like, run, this trilogy of books with uh, Thrawn in them, it's great. Uh, for those who don't know Thrawn is, Thrawn is like the last ditch effort by the Empire because the Emperor was not a fan of alien races. If, if you notice throughout all of the films, it's all humans. Uh, Thrawn is the only alien he actually ever put into his like command, um, and he is the last ditch effort to save the Empire. So throughout this series of books, he's just like a super smart motherfucker. Like, mm -hmm. he's, like, one step ahead of Luke. He's a step ahead of everyone. And it's just, like, it's it's he's one of those villains that's infuriating to watch <laughs> because he's so fucking smart. And you're like, God, I just can't wait till you get your end. I cannot wait, you know? <laughs> and I'm hoping that I get a little bit of that in, like, Ben Middleson's character in this one. Like, we get, yeah. like, a good villain who's just, like, I cannot wait for you to die, you know? It seems like um, visually they're playing on a lot of the... the... Uh, Thrawn imagery, what you know, what yeah, there is, yeah. the paintings and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I'm super excited for this. I mean, honestly, I, I think everyone here knows I'm a super fan of fucking Star oh. Wars, and oh. any film they <laughs> release, any film they, any film they're gonna release from this point on is like, yeah, like fuck yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Like even if I don't even like like the casting or think it's correct, I'm like, man, are you gonna go see the Star Wars film? Did you say Star Wars film? Fuck yeah. Man. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Man. I mean, and imagine, like, a few years ago, you wouldn't have been saying that at all. <laughs> like, you would have been like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to see it, but, I'm, you know, like, yeah. anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, like, that's the thing. Like, if it's Star Wars, I'm going to see it. Someone came to me, like, I was working at a half price books, and they're like, Maddie, you know what the new Star Wars thing is? You realize you're not going to get to see all the Star Wars films. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, I'm going to be, he's like, there will be Star Wars films once you're gone from this earth and i went 
That makes Fuck me so you, sad. I'm living forever. <laughs> Fuck you. I got so upset that I realized at that point that I will be dead at some point. And I will not be able to see Star Wars films. I got it's funny really upset. It's like death did not ex- upset you until you heard Yeah, until that. like there's going to be little shits running around. Probably my children <laughs> fucking seeing these Star Wars films I can't see. It's Fuck a hard, you, son. It's a hard thing to grasp. Dude, like <laughs> so, it never hit me till that moment. I think my 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 entire uh, any any religious proclivity I may have and my entire spiritual body is tied to fucking Star Wars. I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> if in the Bible it said when you go to heaven you can watch all the Star Wars films, I'd be Christian as fuck. <laughs> I'd be the best Christian. Stop Woo! drinking, stop cursing, stop Amen. sleeping. I'd be married by now. Fuck. Mm-mm, girl, we got to get married. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, we're not having sex until we're married, young lady. Uh, Dude, just... how, how about that How about that Forrest Whitaker in, in Rogue One? That's like, uh, I got a, I a standing ovation for just that performance alone. He looks great. Yeah, he Don't great. give up the dream. Don't give up hope. Like, that shit was so good, man. And, My and only... It's the gonna be such thing... a fucking ride, like emotional ride. This film, man. There wasn't even the call sign, even the title, fucking. Yes, uh, call I love sign. that. It wasn't cheesy. Like none of it was cheesy. Like the pacing. Yeah. It's really the timing of everything. The pacing of 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 the edit of the trailer, um, let alone the performance of the actors. You know what I mean? Like it just it that it 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 plays. It's like such a nice beautiful orchestration of stuff like not we're expecting stuff we're speculating on and stuff we have no idea possible idea yeah Dude, so good fuck. jonathan what do yeah. you think man don't give up hope well i will admit that star wars isn't really in my wheelhouse however i do like the movies i i am entertained by them and I, I do like star wars but i'm very excited for rogue one i thought mm-hmm. that it looked very grounded it looked it's the first look at like the military aspect mm-hmm. of right, like right, how right. in that universe, rather than like you know, showing the Jedi aspect in that singular um, thing. I I really can't wait to see what's going to happen. I don't. The trailers have been really well done. Yeah, that's the number one step in getting people hyped. Um, so in that sense, they've done a really good job with the trailers. Let's say, God forbid, the movie is not as good you know then people should be given those those other academy awards but i i think it's going to be really good oh no i was just like don't even don't even say don't even put that out (laughs) (laughs) they have you gotta have faith that's what they're telling you that's what forrest whitaker's telling you you gotta have faith you got to believe (laughs) you got to believe don't give up the dream (laughs) yeah he's so good he's gonna be in black panther too yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's he's the fucking man, dude. I, I'm forced with it because my boy. Ghost dog. Yeah. Ghost dog. I, I'll say one thing they have going for them, and this this is good for Gareth Edwards in this regard, is that the cast that he has to work with in this movie. I mean, geez. Yeah. You know how can Excellent. it not be? How can it not be good? You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. I also love that the cast is. Oh my god! It's not well known. Like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Felicity like the normal Jones. Movie, the new the normal movie goer. It's not known. Like I love Ben Mendelsohn, Bloodline. Yeah, uh, yeah I haven't great. seen Animal Kingdom, but like I can't even think of movies right now. I've been drinking since we started talking. So <laughs> uh, but, uh, his his role in Bloodline season one, he's like 
When I watched season two of Bloodline, I was like, you know what this show's missing? Ben Mendelsohn. Like, why the fuck did they kill that motherfucker off? Spoiler alert. But oh. <laughs> you got like at this point, I, you're not gonna fucking watch it. Calm I will down. watch it. <laughs> well, not yeah, second season. Won't. But anyway. you need to read Ready Player One. <laughs> like it's like him and then it's like donnie yen like yeah of course everyone talking on this podcast knows oh. who the fuck donnie yen is but no one else does donnie yen's you know? my other brother yeah. from another and mother I, I don't like uh what is his name diego luna yeah as a latino american i'm very pleased to see diego luna alongside jimmy smith's uh participate in the star wars universe oh yeah Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the pilot dude in Force Awakens is like uh, Guatemalan or something. Mm. Uh, talking about Oscar Isaac? Lewin Davis? Isaac. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's at least half Latino, dude. Oscar I like Isaac him, too. Is like a mis- I mix like him, of, too. Like many things. But Diego Luna, you know, here's another thing is like the accent that he has in the film. Um, that's something I think that's really cool. You know, the way that they let Gal Gadot keep her accent for Wonder Woman. And blah, 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 blah. Diego Luna in a fucking Star Wars movie. Like, that's some hot. As long as I, as long as I've been at the length of time that it took me to get my degree and to the point that I am now, wherever I am with filmmaking, um, Diego Luna as a Mexican actor has been there. Him and Gail Garcia Bernal. That's all that's missing. That motherfucker needs to be an R2 unit. (laughs) <laughs> but um they're just, but it, they're gonna put him in something just wait. it's so fucking cool and 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 force whitaker again to reiterate but back to that same point um to see force whitaker in a fucking star wars movie like hell fucking yeah it's you know it's like it's like leo finally winning an oscar or something you know you're just like <laughs> certain actors you don't see it coming Samuel but certain, yeah samuel l jackson totally yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor, you know, like certain actors are just made for this universe for whatever reason. And Force Whitaker is reminiscent of Lawrence Fishburne in Predators in, 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 in kind of a Dude. visual way. Dude. Hold on. Let me make this connection okay. in kind okay. of a visual way and kind of <laughs> in kind of a, in, in an archetypal kind of way. You know what I mean? And so we've seen yeah. Lawrence Fishburne kind of play that role. But, you know, like Force Whitaker has this this flavor that nobody else has and for him to be like so much about the diversity of ethnicity in these star wars films but the diversity of character that is starting to show and and in this one uh in rogue one more than anything i think like the diversity is really starting to show um no indian character yet not just yet. You mean like dot or feather? Dot. <laughs> well, both yeah. actually. Well, but I we think need they both. Get we, dot we need. First. We need. We need my boy. Next one. To, to Wait. Say, say it again. You broke Star a Wars bit fan. there. We need Dev. Dev Tapel. Dev Patel uh, is okay. the is, is the next one to get some Star Wars comeuppance. Yeah. That mo- that motherfucker would be great in a Star Wars. I was gonna make the connection between Force Whitaker and. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, because like that was my biggest fear that like right because in Predators, Lawrence Fishburne's character kind of slows the film down a lot. Like yeah. I enjoy that character. I think it's very fun to watch him like someone who survived this long, or they or at least the Predators have kept kept alive for this amount of time for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, 
which is like unknown, but you can speculate. And I'm just like part of my fear was that like is Fishburn or is a um fucking shit is a Forrest Whitaker. It, Forrest Whitaker gonna like slow this the Star Wars story down, or is he gonna be like is it just gonna be like a natural occurrence in it? Um, so yeah. Well, the one I have thing some we... reservation about that, but. The one thing I think we know for sure about Forrest Whitaker and this type of character um, in pretty much any movie you could name, uh, it's the teacher character, you know, it's like the, um, it's the Yoda, it's the Maz Kanata. Um, that's kind of what it seems like he's fil fulfilling for this. You know, he's the one who has that last bit of information that these rebels need because he's been through the shit, the, 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 the feet, like him walking that James, like James Chang, I think is his name. Um, the production designer, uh, artist, him and some other guy, I forget, but just the worn in feel that they bring to the, you know, not only this, but force awakens and a lot of stuff that we've seen as the, the expanded universe of star Wars has developed, um, you know, just seeing that person, that hardened character who's been through the shit, you know, it's fucking to a lesser degree, Nick Nolte in Tropic Thunder, you know, it's like, yeah that same type of character but anyway uh, i think just just by those few lines alone i i like to consider my uh like a, a refined palette of performance <laughs> uh, other people might call that uh pretentious or whatever but um but just in that little line you know like like you know don't give up hope don't give up the dream you know like uh it's it just says it speaks volumes of to me, anyway, the quality of of film that we're we're hopefully going to get. No, I mean, I think uh, you know, uh, Predators versus. I'm just so like, excited. Versus like Rogue One, I think we're going to get the better yeah. story, better acting, better script writing in. Rogue <laughs> One. But like the parallels between the two, I was just like, right. Watching the trailer, I was like, fuck. You know like, what, even when they said that like they did the reshoots because the rumor was that there was too much talking in cockpits, I don't know, man, I could take talking in cockpits for a long time. <laughs> Be, like a, a cockpit of an X-Wing, like, yeah. that didn't sound all that bad to me. <laughs> no, like, yeah. If they're talking about life in general and what it's like to be on, be in the rebellion yeah. and fighting, the blah, blah, blah. That's like, like, that's like every Star Wars novel ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. here's, well, here's where they're lucky, is they have they have the safety net or the backbone, not safety net, but the backbone of the Force Awakens to work off of. Yeah. You know, that's a foundation, uh, despite well, what, what anybody might say, you know, it's, it, it really is. And, and, and Rogue One is, it's obviously pushing in this darker tone. Um, so in my mind, I guess it's like, they can't do, they can't do any, worse than the force awakens you know what i mean and that's that's pretty good leg to stand on well i mean the thing is i think rogue one is kind of getting us ready for the next like the second part of this yeah. trilogy yeah star wars 9 11 which is like i don't like <laughs> man i don't like to read some of that shit about like the spoilers and like yeah some of the stuff that happens but man i've been i read a little bit about like uh the stuff that's going to happen with like luke and ray supposedly in Ireland on that island and I was just like fucking shit if this happens I'm gonna lose my shit in the theater like I'll lose it like bowel movements it'll be it'll be just fucking over man if there's like Yoda style training on the good side and then you see 
the other I'll dude, Kyle, Kylo dude. Ren's Sith training on his side, if there's parallel training montages, it'll be the best Star Wars film of all time. Dude, I'll just say this. <coughs> the Knights of Ren show up. That'd be amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, apparently that's like this, that's like what people know, like what happened Dude, and, in the new Star Wars film. And I think it's going to be a darker film. Not only oh. that, but Luke fucking issues at this point. Yeah. For, for, for the kid to just go off with a stranger um, and go fight against the Empire, you know what I mean? Like for him all of a sudden to be hiding and wanting to be hidden and what he's hiding and stuff like that, like all of the good that he has, there's just as much dark. And I think, you know, they talk about Luke being the chosen one and everything. Perhaps it is Luke. Luke's the conduit by which the story is being told our true understanding of the light and dark side. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and Ray's so good, you know what I mean? It's so we're going to get a, Oh, you could have made a start. I can't take it. You he's the chosen made... one to pass off to the next uh, one. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? You, you could well, have I made think a... he's the essence of, of the, like, Luke is the essence of the turmoil. Yeah. Encompassed into one individual. Anyway. The thing is, you could have made a new Star <laughs> Wars film where the original cast is dead. Like, you could have right. summed all that up right. in the scrolling text. Like, Luke Skywalker has passed, blah, blah, blah. These are his children, blah, blah, blah. This is Han Solo, blah, blah, blah. We would have had to right. read a little while longer, but none of us would have gave a shit. Cause there, there's Wars. there's still so much of the story to be told from that perspective. That's that's why they've hung on, you know what I mean? And that yeah. buries, you know, it's like it's fucking nostalgic to have Luke and see all of them or whatever. But they, if it wasn't that strong of a hook, like... We wouldn't need to well, know I mean, that part of the story. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. No, 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 no. I, I I totally agree. It's just like <laughs> it's like all the like the Dark Empire comics and like any of the books I ever read. Right. Like, Luke right. is such an integral part to like what the Force is at this point. Yeah. And what they're trying to Dude. explore in these new trilogies that it's like you have to have him. Like would I have watched a film where just Ray and like fucking Finn and fucking Poe Dameron just like fucking doing shit? Yeah, fuck yeah, I would have watched that Star Wars. It'd been fucking amazing. But yeah. it's like, you Luke, know, Luke. like to see Luke come back and like, dude, like, ugh, this is all I need to see in the new, like, after Rogue One. That's the thing. After... I just need to see the best <laughs> fucking Jedi shit I've ever seen on film. After like, two deaths. I need to see people force push. Any... <laughs> ah. Oh, dude, I need so much. Yeah. Yeah. But... It's it's all, that's, I mean, the thing about Rogue One, just even talking about, like, we need a call sign or whatever. You're breaking and... up a, again a little bit, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Uh, the uh, uh, the Death Star <laughs> connection to be reestablished. Man, okay. Yeah. Ah shit. Okay, uh, I, I'm hearing you again now. Okay. Hey, Matt, can yeah, you just keep moving forward. Yeah, I can hear you. I was just gonna, I'm gonna ramble on about some shit, but uh, <laughs> um, how about that Jin Arso? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's my girl, man. I'm gonna move to Hollywood and find Jane her. So who's that? Or she's the main character. What's I forgot her name? Jin oh, Jin Jones. Jin Urso. Yeah, Felicity Jones. I only know her by her character. Mother, name. holy mother. She's in that's um, awesome. Stephen Hawking film, Theory of Everything. Yeah. In that. Oh, movie. Felicity Jones. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. And then, I mean, ugh, now she's in a Star Wars. 
Hey, uh, I think this is a good this is a good point to uh, let uh, Jonathan go. He's kind of been hanging out for a bit. <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. No, no, that's that's I. <laughs> for some reason, I I didn't I had told some people I was like, oh yeah, it should be like an hour or so, like. <laughs> But well, and that's, was, and it's it, great though. I've had such a good time yeah. talking with you guys. You were vibing so well. I kind of felt wrong to like cut you off. No, so, it's, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, totally so I didn't know fun. like where to draw the lines. But uh, yeah, th <laughs> thanks for coming on. This has yeah, been uh, the first segment from our senior Godzilla correspondent, Jonathan Portman. <laughs> Thank, dude. Honestly, guys, thanks for having me so much. Hell yeah! It, it, yeah. I I really get to vet about this my love for this stuff to you know other than my friends and people but you know if you're gonna have the subject on this matter then i appreciate you had me on here um oh, i would say will. one more one more thing i would like to add real quick before i go um i just wanted to throw out some recommendations okay yeah for either first time godzilla people or like either you got even you guys who like aren't that familiar with the franchise as a whole i'm gonna list some movies uh in order and just you know have at it the really good examples of like good Godzilla movies. All right, so uh, Gojira, Mothra versus Godzilla, Invasion of the Astro Monster, or otherwise known as Godzilla versus Monster Zero, um, Destroy All Monsters, The Return of Godzilla, or Godzilla 1985, Godzilla versus Biolante, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. <laughs> Godzilla versus Destroya. GMK, which is short for Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. That one's really good. Uh, <laughs> and that's a more modern one. That one was done like back in 2001. Oh shit, okay. Uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. Godzilla X Mothra X Mechagodzilla Tokyo SOS or just Godzilla Tokyo SOS and that's it. Well, that's at least the ones that I recommend. Yeah. For the I've viewer. always been a fan of Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla is great. Yeah. I like robots, man. I like the fucking robot Ninja Turtle too that they had back Me in too. the day. Oh yeah, totally. Metalhead. Metalhead, dude. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I'm gonna let you. We're gonna let you go because you have plans and shit. Don't wanna keep you all night, so. Um, we will definitely have you on again. The vibe awesome. is good. Yeah, guys. Same here. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Check you later, I bro. Force Take be care. with you. Hello, listeners. This is episode 34, part one. It's been a vivid, horrifying, and beautiful experience. Hope you've enjoyed it. Bye, fuckers.